following is a presentation of the Outside Lens Radio Network. Recording live from Studio Chanteau, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz! And welcome everybody to The Outside Blitz, I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with our co-host, the tenacious, titillating, grumpy Tyler Dean. Not grumpy. You're always grumpy. I'm not always grumpy. You're a grumpy old man. And uh, welcome to the show. Free agency frenzy continues. We had uh, quite a few signings over the course of the last week here, two weeks now, where we're pushing that two-week mark. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about the stuff that's going on, especially in the last week. And I'm excited as a Vikings fan. Eh? Hey, they got to put it together. Yep. Well, they have. They have for the well, most part. On paper, yes, but they, yep. I mean, on the field. <clears throat> yeah, on paper. It's looking really nice. Because on paper, they shouldn't have been as bad as they were last year. I don't know about all that. We'll jump into that shortly with the, the NFC stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you on that one in a minute. Um, but, but first, we've got to jump into some news around the league. We did have some signings on the AFC side. We know the last time we went into the AFC, we broke down all the signings. There actually, believe it or not, hasn't been much movement from the AFC side of things. Um, in, the in the last, last week, week yeah. not, not too much. Not a lot of movement. Um, but the first and foremost, I want to jump into a couple of things that, that are kind of off the wall. We're going to start with the Deshaun Watson stuff because uh, this is getting out of control. Deshaun Watson, he's now facing not one, not two, not seven. It, the, the number is up to 16 lawsuits um, in Texas for alleged sexual assaults. Now, we, we've seen these things. They, they, they start small, and then they have all these people coming out, and they have to kind of uh, I, I guess, sift through the bullshit to find out who's a liar and who's telling well, the truth. And 16 is not a situation where you're talking like, this didn't happen, it, it did. Well, and I don't know that. That's the thing I don't know. Like, one, one lady was saying she, like, one of the lawsuits alleges that the, the he asked her if she was okay massaging his butt. <laughs> I mean, there, there's... What I'm saying a, is at 16, at least one is, is valid. I, you know, I, 16 liars. We, we don't know. We, we do. don't know that, and we that's do. that's going to be the question of the day. I I don't know, um, and and they've they've ranged for in outlandish list, uh, outlandishness at rather all all of the the lawsuits that we've gone through, they have ranged from outlandish to outlandish to outlandish he's to done. even more outlandish. You think he's done in the league? Yep. Really? He's not going to play another snap. You think so? Texans should have traded him when they had the chance. I think part of this that I got to be honest with you, part of this may very well. And, and I'm, I'm going to speculate, and a lot of people in this world are going to speculate. The Texans, people are already speculating this has to do with the Texans. People are saying that this is this is something that the Houston Texans have have sort of facilitated these lawsuits. A lot of people are, are saying that they believe that the, the Texans are out there paying people because Deshaun Watson didn't want to come onto the field. Mm. And and this, they're very powerful men. And I, I don't know. I mean, it could happen that way. I mean, I know that you, you're not a big fan of the conspiracy theories and whatever the case may be. But can we say that, that the Texans are, are not going to be vindictive in this situation? I don't know that we can. Well, they're shooting themselves in the foot by doing that. I mean, your best chance is to, is to trade him and get something. So, no, I don't buy that. Well, they don't have to pay him if he gets, a, if he gets let go. And... He still could have got massive, massive amounts of stuff. I'm, him, so I'm, I... I'm with you on it. 
I'm with you on it. So I strongly say no. Uh, I mean, this this is getting, but the the lawsuits are getting out, uh, very out of hand, and they they like I said, they range in in the outlandishness of them. But uh, now he's facing 16. His lawyer is saying, you know, I I look forward to to proving each and every one of these wrong. But uh, you know, a lot of folks believe that there is not going to be another snap played, like you said. Um, I I'm under the belief that he's going to he's going to wind up being back in this league. I I think he will be. Uh, there's there's even though it's a lot, people been out for less. Yeah, I, I've I've seen that too. So it 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 depends on how uh, true these allegations wind up being. That's the question of the day. It becomes how true are these allegations? I mean, I think he gets off on this, but I don't think he'll play this year for sure. He's I think, not getting off. There's, there's too many of them. I, I you never know in this world and in this league. You never know. A lot of a lot of folks are looking for that settlement. You know, and that's that's another thing. A lot of these people, they, they look for that that quiet settlement. Just give me the money and I'll run. So we, we got to figure that out. Um, next up, speaking of, of troubles with the law, the Saints cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, he's arrested in Cleveland, uh, charged with a felony fourth degree, uh, receiving stolen property and a firearm. Um, so he goes to, to Cleveland, buys a firearm, and the, the police believe that he knows it was a stolen firearm. That's basically the, the the takeaway from the situation. They believe he knew it was a stolen pirate firearm. He was he was possessing it. Um, it's a felony. Marshawn Lattimore is he done? Nope, won't miss a game. Won't miss a game. Really? Yeah, he'll, that that'll just be a quick um. He'll 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 pay whatever it is and he'll be on his way. Now now, Plaxico Burris wound up in jail for what was it? Four years? Three years? Something like that? For shooting himself in the leg in a club because he was in possession of an illegal firearm. So. I'm I'm questioning whether yeah, or not got to got to prove he knew it was stolen. Yeah, yeah, he's you got to prove it. Um, but but I, I think at most you're looking at like a two game suspension. It, yeah, I mean Lattimore is definitely going to be suspended. It's going to kill the it's the Saints here. That's their number one corner. That's the the best guy in their in their on their defense essentially. I mm-hmm. mean right now in that backfield or in that uh, secondary, Marshawn Lattimore is their best corner. He's their best defensive back. I don't I don't think they're going to miss or lose him for too long. That's really? kind of my guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a big deal if they well, do. No, I, mean, I mean, if he's gone, they're going to miss him. That's not what I was saying. Um, I, I don't think they're going to have to worry about missing him. I, I think right. he's going to be playing. Yeah, I, I a lot of people believe that that he'll get off on this. I, who knows? Well, we're going to find out. But that is huge news for the Saints. If if And the Saints could be looking to make sure. They might have to shore up that defensive back squad now. They might have to go out and, you know, draft a corner, Patrick Sertain, something. They might have to trade up. They got to do something because that role is going to be that's a huge void in that defense now. Um, additionally, the Saints forfeited a 2022 sixth round pick. They pay 700k in fines for violation of the league's COVID protocols. Uh, they lose a sixth rounder. A lot of people don't put a lot of stock in these six rounders, and I get it. It's a day three pick. It's a low round pick, but at the same time, six round pick. We've seen plenty of sixth round picks turn into superstars. Yes, we have. So I mean, every every pick is is important in this but situation. I, you know, I'm always kind of fond. Of, I, I I have a deeper value in teams that bring in a dozen undrafted players after the draft versus the sixth and seventh round picks because I feel like in the sixth and seventh round you're you're kind of under the gun, under the pressure to make a pick real quick. You only have a couple minutes, right? But then you have but to spend a week and a half and looking at everyone who wasn't drafted and like okay let's bring this guy this guy this guy and, and give him a tryout right that's where you see a lot of guys that come in and, and look really good mm-hmm. guys like Dak Prescott yeah uh, well Dak wasn't he third I, I thought he was a third I thought it was a sixth round maybe he was a sixth maybe. rounder who knows I I thought he was drafted though 
Um, also, in, in so here, but here's the kicker about about the situation that just happened to the Saints with that that uh, six round pick that they lost. So the Raiders had similar COVID violations. They went out and actually appealed the the violations. They went out and appealed the situation, and instead their fine was raised from 700k to 800k. But they retained their six round pick in this situation. So they for the COVID violation. So I had the Saints just gone out and and appealed the situation. They could have paid maybe a hundred k more, but kept that six round pick and been just fine. Yeah. So I mean, I to me this the six rounder has a lot more, I guess, uh, value than than hundred thousand hundred k. You know, I agree. So I mean, they they should have. Uh, I mean, if they were smart enough about it, they would have done that. Um, we also had a trade show up a couple a couple trades but yeah it was it was a pair of trades dolphins shaking things up here so the dolphins trade down with the 49ers they go down from 3 all the way to 12 and they get a handful of picks for that one they get like next year's first yep. and a couple seconds yeah and, and they got a third and a whole deal so they trade down with the niners the niners wind up at pick number 3 then the dolphins from 12 trade up with the eagles to move to pick number 6 and the eagles drop to pick 12 so now, as it stands, the Niners are at third, the Dolphins are at six, and the Eagles are at 12. Um, I think, and I, I was talking to you and, and actually the Steel Boys off the air, I believe this was a direct shot at the Detroit Lions. I think it was the Dolphins going, you are interested in, you may be interested in a player that we want. We are going to ensure that you Where's Detroit picking at? Seven. So that's what I think that is. And, I, and if you and look, I at, think a big part of it is the the Dolphins know that um the guy they need the guy they want isn't going to go at three because yep. quarterbacks starting to move up a little bit. They've been going on. I think the Dolphins know who they want. They can get at six. <coughs> well, I think the biggest thing here is the Niners to me for sure moving, moving, trading that much for three. They're going quarterback. Oh yeah, the Niners are going to take the the next guy behind Jimmy G. I think that's a that's a for sure thing. But the Dolphins, if you look at what the Dolphins need and what the Lions need, they're in the same boat. They they have they have team needs that are very very similar. Um, Dolphins still need a, a corner. They then and Patrick Sertain might be there. They still need an offensive tackle. Panay Sewell may be there, and you you don't know if he's going to bounce be, you know past Cincinnati. And to be honest with you, right now it's looking like Cincinnati may wind up going with the uh, 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 tight end Kyle Pitts. So Panay Sewell may drop to six, and if that's the case, the, the Dolphins are probably going to take Panay Sewell. Yeah. But, and, and because of the fact that the, the Bengals actually have two offensive tackles now, Panay Sewell's an offensive tackle. What the hell do you need him for at that point? We've got our guys, and they're two Unless you're guys. to move one to guard. Yeah, and I don't think that's the case. You signed Riley Reef, who just came off of a great season, and, and you already had one that you drafted. So, I mean, what do you need, what do you need Panay Sewell for? So the Dolphins, I think this was a direct shot at the Lions. This is that the the Dolphins saying, "Hey, I don't care if you're you. We're interested in three players. You're you may be interested in three those three players. One of them. I want to make sure that I get that one, and that you're not going to snag him right out from under me." So the Dolphins, I think this is a strategic move in this situation. Um, interesting stuff. The Eagles wind up getting a, actually walking away with with a little bit of a haul there too, moving mm-hmm. down six spots. So I mean, it, ultimately, it works out well for them. Um, I think they. I think the Dolphins were already talking to both teams at the time. They they they're, 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 they had the thing with Niners before they pulled the trigger. They made sure they already had a deal with the Eagles lined up. Right. Um, and and look at the Dolph or the look at their situation now. The Dolphins look look at what they're doing in the next couple of years. They have, I mean, I, you, you're talking what nine first rounders in the next three years. Some. I mean, 
Those guys love first-rounders the way that the Vikings love seventh-rounders. <laughs> I mean, it's insanity. Um, so next up, you got Marcus Mariota. He signs a reworked deal, $3.5 million, um, after the Raiders wanted him to reduce his salary and his cap hit. Uh, remember, Mariota, he was signed to, what, a $10 million deal uh, last season, I believe. Now he's sitting at three and a half, which which saves them quite a bit of cap space. It's probably the which, right which the right tells move. me that the, the the trade bites haven't been as heavy as they were hoping. Yeah, we we heard rumors that Mariota was getting ready to go out the door with the Vegas Raiders. We we kept hearing all these things. Oh, Mariota, he's he's on the block, and people are interested, and they're fielding trade offers and everything else under the sun. The reality is that I don't think people were. I think the Raiders were expecting to get more. In that situation, I think and, so I, too. and I don't think people were willing to give them. And what they've that. been offering, I think they're, I think they're seeing they'd rather just keep them and have them back up. Exactly. I don't, I don't think, I think they just, well, we'll just sit on it. That's what they said. We'll just sit on it and say to hell with it. And you know, if he's not, if he's not going to get traded, then we're gonna, we're just going to reduce his cap hit, hopefully. Right. And hopefully, stay on board. And they, they also had a situation where they kind of like threaten them in that situation. They say, well, if you don't reduce your cap hit, we're going to let you go. Or it's also, it is also possible that. The other teams are interested in him, just not the price tag it was. So maybe they reworked it. Right. It was still an option to trade him. And that could be a thing. So you Where know, they, they wanted Raiders to rework it. They didn't want to be responsible for doing the reworking. Exactly. That's a possibility, too. Exactly. So those those things are, are still options. And then we had a series of signings in the AFC. We covered the AFC the last show. So we're going to be uh, just running through these real quick. The Chiefs signed former Seahawks defensive tackle Jerron Reed to a one-year deal. I like this signing. Chiefs needed help up front. They needed another defensive tackle. I'm cool with this. Jerron Reed's a good player. Um, and, and they haven't disclosed a lot of the um, the financials on some of these deals. Uh, second up, the Chargers go out and sign QB Chase Daniel. I like this. They needed a backup quarterback. Meh, he's the third stringer. Well, they needed a backup quarterback to Justin Herbert. I mean, they didn't have after they lost Tyrod Taylor. you know, So they needed a backup quarterback. Chase Daniel's a high-end backup. Mm. I think he's a higher-end backup. Chase Daniel has has not been given enough credit. He's been in this league a long time. He's looked good in relief in a lot of different situations, whether it be in Chicago, whether it be in Detroit. He he's come out and has looked good. He looked good when he was in the Chiefs. Alex Smith, if, if, if you're talking about it. Well, Alex Smith isn't going to be a high end backup, but Alex Smith is going to wind up being signed as a starter, and they're not going to sign Alex Smith when they have Justin Herbert on the roster. So Chase Daniel. He gets signed as a backup, and I think, again, this is a good backup situation for them. Justin Herbert needs one. They didn't have one. They need to make sure that whole situation is shored up for the time being. This is one that I know you're excited about. Raven signed Sammy Watkins one year, $6 million. Yes and no. Um, I'm glad they went and signed a veteran receiver. We talked about they're, they're likely going to do that. Yep. But it's, Watkins is another speed guy. I'm just concerned that, that of his ability to be able to play from a number one role. My thing about Watkins is, even though he's a speed, he's a speedy guy, he's a big-bodied guy, we've seen that Watkins can make some pretty good contested catches in traffic. I think he's going to be capable of doing that. I think he's going to give, um, he's going to give old Hollywood Brown some room to go down the field. And, it's and not this, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as saying that Hollywood Brown's been a bust draft pick-wise. I mean, so far he kind of has been. A little bit, I mean, he because I mean, late, late, late in the year he put up like six touchdowns in four games, or whatever it was. Yep. But I don't think he's designed to be like the sole receiver the way he's been asked to do so far. So I, I think he's going to improve now that he has an, another receiver target, not named Mark Andrews. Yeah, Ho- Hollywood is is not a big boy. 
He's he's not a size guy. No, you you you're not going to expect him to be that solid number one guy. I think everyone kind of knew that eventually it was going to come to a head. Right, and and he's he's but he's fast and he's more of a vertical threat. Watkins, I think, provides that that um, that inside the hashes kind of catches those inside routes, those inside breaking routes. Those are the type of things that you're going to be looking for with Sammy yeah, Watkins. If you got Hollywood going deep. Um, between Watkins and, and Andrews, you, you might get some good defense spreading there to really allow Lamar to improve his game. At least that's what I'm hoping. Yep. And let's not forget, they, they do have that young cat Duvernay, Duvernay over there who can run. The, the, I'm hoping, and, and he's quick too, that yep. they, they, but they need to start using him more in the pass game and, and stop using him just in these trick plays that they've been doing. Right. And then you got Miles Boykin, who's been okay, but he's he's not, he's been a little busty. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got some stuff. They've, they've got some opportunities here. Um, and I'm I'm pretty excited about for the Ravens about like what we're seeing here. Lamar needed weapons. We've talked about this on several occasions. He they needed wide receivers. Maybe bring one more in the draft. Yeah, there there could be a draft pick coming here with with a. But wide they receiver. might go defensive there. And if they do, that's that's fine because I mean there's this is a pretty deep wide receiver yeah. class. If if they go defense first round, it's because they know who they want. Right. That's that's the big. And like thing. I said last week, I'm if 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 they know who they want, I. The way the defense has been, I have no reason. I have no reason not to trust them mm-hmm. defensively. Offense, uh, I don't really trust you. Um, and also, speaking of receivers that they want, Chiefs re-signed Demarcus Robinson to a one-year deal. I like this signing. I think it's. Um, I think they, he's one of those those key cogs. They're going to get him for cheap. Yeah, he's one of those... He basically replaces Sammy Watkins in this well, in, in, in that Har- scenario. Yeah, Harmon kind of moves up too. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically what it comes down to. Colts also re-signed T.Y. Hilton to a one-year, ten million dollar deal. T.Y. walked away from an offer from the Ravens. They were pretty aggressive in trying to sign it was, him. It was more years, less dollars. Yep. So, I mean, uh, T.Y. goes back to the Colts. I think this is smart on the end of the Colts. He got hot at the end yep. of the season. If he can continue, continue he's got he's gonna have another new quarterback. Yep. He's going he's gonna to have to develop that rapport with Carson Wentz, and I think that's going to be a big thing that he's, he's going to be dealing with is creating that rapport and, and really it, it might take some time for the two of them to gain their rhythm depending on how things go in training camp. I mean, that's that's all it comes down to. Well, we should have a full training camp this year, so it, it could bode well. Yeah, I mean, it could. Um, but T.Y., and I think that's a good price for him. One year, $10 million. T.Y.'s still a very good receiver. Yes. He, he was a little busty early on in the season. End of the year, like you said, he, he came on. He got his stride. Yeah, he came on, and, and he had a, a good rapport with Phillip Rivers, who's since retired. So um, th- this will be fun. This will be a fun situation for him to see if he can guide that. And, and let's face the fact. Carson Wentz is still young. He's got a lot of tread on the tires. I think he's what twenty five now. He's got he's got time, so Ty can help that younger quarterback develop back into that starting form that he was before. Um, so that's a good signing. The Jaguars signed C.J. Bathard to a two year five million dollar deal. That's a nice backup addition. I like C.J. Bathard as a backup. I think he's a good backup. Um, cheap uh, for for a backup quarterback. That's a, that's a cheap price. Two yeah. and a half. Yes, yeah, I mean, that's that's a good price. Uh, the big signing, though, on the AFC side was the Broncos. Great signing. I think I think, I think everyone every everyone who <coughs> likes football wanted wanted Kyle Fuller to come to their team. Yeah, this this was a big signing. The, the so the Bears had to release Kyle Fuller as a cap casualty. Um, Kyle Fuller's a good a good corner, and and really it took him some time. I remember a few years back, everybody was talking about him being a little busty, and everybody was talking about him. Eh, maybe he's a questionable corner. We don't know if he's any good. His coverage isn't that great. Kyle Fuller came alive. And turn himself into one of the best corners in the league, especially within the last two three years here. And uh, I think he's worth every bit of this money. Four years, seventy two million. He's worth it. Uh, this was a great signing. Great, great signing. 
Uh, George Patton with the Broncos over there has been doing a great job as their new GM. And ever since uh, they moved Elway out, he's been making cap space. He's been making moves and, and trying to put this team, you know, trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together again over here. And, and it's working. The Broncos are suddenly looking like, you know, a, a potential ch- challenger to the Chiefs who looked like they haven't had a challenge for a majority of the last three years. Mm-hmm. So this this could get very, very interesting. And that's your news around the league. And now, Tyler, we're, uh, we're moving into the NFC side of things. We've got the NFC East is where we're going to start. The uh, the signings have been coming fast and furious on the NFC side. Um, you, all those those news stories that you guys just heard were all from the AFC, and there wasn't a lot. You know, all those those different signings, AFC signings, eh. But the NFC, on the other hand, had a lot more teams that needed to put their stuff together. Yeah, because the AFC was significantly <clears throat> stronger this past year. Very. Very, very right. strong. But a lot of what we're going to go through, I'd say 90% of it, it um, if, if we had talked about it last week, we, we already talked about it, but right. we, we'd cut it off. So a lot of this is already about, probably about a week and a half old, but mm-hmm. we'll kind of go through the impacts. Yeah, we got we got to jump through these, though, because I, I want to break through. I know oh, some, sure. some of this is older, but, you know, some of it is, is um, we, we've got to... Just, just kind of yeah. reiterating that, that these, aren't, these aren't all within the last week. Right. Um, first and foremost, let's get down to business. Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott signs the four-year, $160 million deal. Huge contract. He finally got that $40 million he was looking for. And I knew he probably would, but just what surprises me is it coming right after a major injury. I hate this signing. I hate it. And it's not just because I don't like Dak Prescott. Okay, I don't think Dak Prescott's worth 40 to $41 million. I, I mean, is he a good quarterback? Sure. But to give him 40, 41, whatever the hell he's making, it's just obnoxious to me. For, for me, if you're paying Watson 39, yeah. then Dak's worth 39. Or 38, mm-hmm. 38, just exactly. under. Just under. So, I mean, I understand that that um why he got that much, but I'm just surprised it's coming after a major injury. This is a contract I would have, I would have seen this exact contract going into last season, not coming off a major injury. That, so that, yeah. it's just a little, it seems a little weird. He had his whole foot turned around back. Yeah. I mean, it was disgusting. But the, the problem I have with this signing isn't just the injury. It's the fact that I just don't feel Dak Prescott's worth that kind of money. I still don't. You you went seven and nine, eight and eight. You've you floated in that seven and nine, eight and eight, eight and eight realm for what, three, four years now. His record's actually pretty good. And, well, they that's what they've been floating in there though. They've he's he, he's almost always had a winning season to like one year. And and they're they're floating around in that middle of the league area, and they have not. They they just haven't. Uh, hit that playoff win stride here. They haven't won a playoff game under under Dak Prescott. And neither is Watson. Neither is Watson. Right, but they they didn't do it. I don't. I just. I can't. I can't buy. But this. you look at what happens when Dak's off the. They, they were they were hot last year. Going wait, Watson like Deshaun Watson? Yeah, they won a playoff game. Watson and Prescott the same playoff playoff win record. So then Prescott's won one then. Because I think. You might have to check that out, but I thought I thought Watson won one. Um, they they went up against the Chiefs the one day and they almost beat the Chiefs. So and I thought they had to win one to get there. So it, it, maybe I'm wrong, but in any case, Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak Dak's one and two in the playoffs. Oh, okay, so he does have one win under his belt. But he, I just look at last year when they they were they were hot and, and uh, Zeke was doing very well. The moment Dak went down, the whole team <clears> like, so well, to me, Dak's got even, an importance on this team. But they weren't hot, and that's the thing. the The offense was hot, but they they have no defense on that squad. The offense was hot, and I would hope Dak would be hot because he's got three of the 
top receivers. But the moment the he went down, they were they, they went from top five offense to bottom bottom of the barrel. So well, Dak has an importance on that team. He, he does. I just don't buy forty one million for the guy. I just can't. I can't. It's just it's, he's it's, he's, he's worth just as much as Watson's worth. To I me. don't I don't know if that's the case either. Um, next up, they they go out and sign uh, Ty Nisiki. He signs a one year deal. He's the offensive tackle. They sign Carlos Watkins, the defensive end. Brent Urban. These are all depth signings to me. Um, Terrell Basham, he's uh, yeah, because Brett Urban's a big boy, but he's he, his skill wise is not there. But he's a, he's a he's a big right. dude. And and Carlos Watkins, same thing. I mean, it's a, these are all all you know standard signings. But then they get interesting in their defensive ends or their defensive backs rather. No, not technically. Well, not technically anymore. not. So well, I want to jump into that one last. Let's let's jump in. But first, they signed C.J. Goodwin. They got him on a two year, three and a half million dollar deal. This is a good signing for a, a, a corner that needs to have kind of a career resurgence and needs to go out and prove it. Goodwin's a decent number three corner, um, and they get him for cheap. That's It's just a good signing. They also went out and got Jordan Lewis. He signs a three-year deal with them. Curse um, is a good uh, support backup yeah, safety. Yeah, J-Ron Curse. So they, they get J-Ron Curse. Curse is a backup safety. My problem with J-Ron Curse has always been the attitude, um, and that's just having known him from Minnesota and then the way he went back to Detroit, and now he's with Dallas. He's a good depth guy, but is he anything to write home about? I no. don't think so. I think he's be- he thinks he's better than he is. He's not that good. Uh, Jordan Lewis is a good corner, though. I actually like this deal. I think Jordan Lewis, he's played with the Saints. He's been around the, around the block. He's actually a decent corner. Um, the one that I think, one of them that I think is really underrated is DeMonte Casey. He, he comes from the, the Atlanta Falcons, the former Atlanta Falcons safety. He's listed as just a straight-up defensive back, so he can play corner, he can play safety. Normally, he's played at safety, though. Um, Could you call him a defensive weapon? Oh God, I hate you! <laughs> I freaking hate you. So, so Casey, no, the, the other one's a defensive weapon. Yeah, I know, right? Casey, uh, he'll be a good starting safety. Um, he's he's a low end starter, but he still he can be a starting safety in this league. And I like that signing for for the Cowboys. They needed it. But the guy that that you and I both found interesting. So they go out and they sign Keanu Neal to a one year five million dollar deal. They needed a safety. So we were we were going, oh, look, the Cowboys got their safety. All mm-hmm. right, and Keanu Neal's a really good safety, and he's kind of underrated. The problem with Keanu Neal is the injuries. But here's the kicker. So they get him one year, $5 million. That's a good price for him. But then the report comes out that Keanu Neal is moving to linebacker. which weapon. Yeah, which, I mean, so Keanu Neal moving to a linebacker situation, I, I thought about it, and I said that makes a hell of a lot of sense the way that that guy hits. He's going to be a great linebacker. Great linebacker, and then in in, in times when, when you know they're passing, you you are going to be able to have three safeties out there pretty much. Right, you back them up. It's, it's smart. And Keanu Neal can play both. He can play that kind of hybrid situation. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant I like move. it. I like that. It's kind of, it reminds me of Palomalu, except Palomalu never made the change. Yeah, he never made the change. Palomalu just used to, I mean, he, he was uh, listed as a safety, but, you know, played more like a linebacker. Yeah. You know. Um, next up, you got the New York Giants. They signed Mike Glennon to a uh, an undisclosed terms deal. I mean, it, it's a good backup, Mike Glennon. He's he's a decent backup. He, he's I, I I hope they're not paying him like what they what the Cardinals paid him the one year fifteen million for that guy. What a chump! Um, running back Devontae Booker. He signs a two year six million dollar deal. Booker's a good running back. Uh, I, he's obviously going to be in a backup role to Saquon here. Mm. Let's be real. But who's their, who's their other running back? The one that played all year and uh, oh, they the Wayne Gallman, Gallman, and they had uh, Freeman. I think Freeman's yeah, gone. Now. Freeman's gone. Um, next up, they so this one kind of made them 
a joke to the league. Uh, wide receiver Kenny Galladay, he goes out and signs a four-year, $72 million deal, $40 million guaranteed with the Giants. Look, this deal is it's good for Kenny Galladay. I think the Giants wound up bidding against themselves. I want to tell you, Kenny Galladay, you, this guy's got a set of brass balls. you got to have some brass balls to be sitting at, uh, the, and this is the, the rumor that came out on Twitter, he's sitting at the negotiating table with the Giants, excuses himself to go to the bathroom, and is reportedly FaceTiming with the Ravens in the bathroom, and somebody got wind of it, and it popped up on Twitter. You got you got to have some balls on you. If he, I, he made the Giants double down. Yeah, and, and the Giants, like if I were the Giants, I would have just been like, I don't want you here. At that point, like you're a dick, dude. You're in, and Kenny Galladay, he's a cancer. He's a cancer. See, baby. I don't. I disagree. I think Kenny Galladay has every, has every every skill set to be a, um, one of the best receivers in the league. And, Here, here's and the, they paid him, and they paid him as which. Here's the problem, Kenny Galladay. It, I, I I could see Kenny Galladay getting paid fifteen. I couldn't see him getting paid eighteen, nineteen, especially coming off of a season where he only played five games, but. It, to, if you're going to have that kind of attitude, that's that's my problem, is the attitude situation. This guy is a dick, and the Giants made themselves look like idiots. They bid against themselves. Why? Why would you do that? doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I know they needed a number one receiver. I know Kelly, Kenny Galladay thought you know, and feels uh, he's worth this amount. I wouldn't have paid him this amount. I would have offered him 16, 15, somewhere in that realm. I wouldn't have been giving him 19, 18. I, I, I couldn't touch that amount. It makes him the number seven, I think, or number six highest paid receiver in the league. See, to me, he's worth number six. I don't know that he's worth number six. I mean, he's making more than, than Adam Thielen. He's making more than, I mean, a lot of players out there. But he should be making more than Adam Thielen. I disagree. Because Adam yeah. Thielen is on the hill on his way down. Adam Thielen will be making more more money than he should over the next couple of years. Adam Thielen is is worth every penny, but I mean, you look at some of the receivers that are not getting paid that amount, and it's like, mm, is he worth that? I don't know if he is. Uh, one guy that I do think is worth the the money they're paying him. We're not paying him anything. This is a great sign. John Ross, two and a half million, and gets one million guaranteed. John Ross was a number three over in Cincinnati, and him moving over to New York is great. I think he he ha- and he hasn't been good in Cincinnati. He, I think a change of scenery could be good for him. Well. He's been injury prone. That's the the big problem. This is a, a prove it deal. This is one of those make good deals, and I I really like this signing. You're only paying the guy two and a half. He's going to be a vertical threat. Um, and then they did, went out and did another great signing. They signed a two year, twelve million dollar deal, four and a half million signing bonus uh, to Kyle Rudolph. It got a little hairy here with the Kyle Rudolph situation. Yeah, they thought so, he needed what a foot surgery potentially. Yeah, yeah. They need he's going to have foot surgery. But they they were they looked at his physicals and were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if we can make this official because of your injured foot. You know, there was there was a little back and forth there. But ultimately, the deal winds up getting done. Kyle Rudolph goes to the Giants. Um, look, Kyle Rudolph is still he's, I think he was used wrong in the Viking system. He's a good blocking tight end, which which great. But he's a pass catcher. He's got some of the best hands in the league. Um, I mean, I think the Giants somewhat overpaid him a little bit here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're still getting a great tight end out of the situation. And really what this comes down to is is uh, Evan Ingram not being able to stay healthy. That's all this comes down to. Um, Evan Ingram hasn't been able to stay on the field as their big pass-catching tight end. And so they're bringing in a guy that know, they know can back him up and make sure that he can remain on the field. So that's what that comes down to. 
For sure, but I mean, he is only he's he is kind of on his way down too. Yeah, Rudolph is a little bit on his way down, and and he's he's in that age thirty season. I mean, it, that's basically what it comes down to. And also, you know, he's great for blocking for guys like Saquon on the outside. That's what it, that's what where his biggest value is going to be if they're going to use him as a blocking tight end, which I think that's the route they're going. He's going to be used off the edge. That's that's all it is. Um, and then inside, they went out and got Zach Fulton. He signs the deal with the Giants. I like this signing. They uh, they didn't get disclose the the years or the the amounts, but Zach Fulton is uh, now the new starting offensive guard with the Giants. Ryan Anderson signs a contract, the defensive end. He's a depth guy. Here's one that I thought was interesting. I fade Odenigbo. I was talking about this guy last year as maybe the one of the big things that that could you know happen with the Vikings last season, and he just didn't emerge. He's more of a backup. He's more of a depth guy. You know, he 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 made a liar out of me. But Odenigbo, he believes he can start. We're going to see if he does. But he's going to have a hard time if Leonard Williams has anything to say about it. He receives the franchise tag. And then Williams and, and the Giants later agree on a three-year, $63 million deal. It includes $45 million guaranteed. And he's going to receive a signing bonus of 22.5 million, while his cap figure will fall to 11 million. It's this is a great job by the Giants getting this done, making sure Leonard Williams is on that team for the long term. They traded for the guy, and now he's you know officially on the team for the next three years. Smart move. Leonard, I love that one. Yeah, Leonard Williams is one of the best defensive ends in the league. Absolutely. So this is smart. They went out and got the linebacker Reggie Ragland. And then another great deal by the Giants. They went out and signed Adore Jackson. He got he got released by the Titans. He comes in. They get him on a three-year, $39 million deal. It's got a max value of 44.5 with incentives. It is an overpayment. It's um, an o- the, the guy's never had an interception. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a slot corner. He's only had a couple of uh, pass deflections, and his, his, P, his PFF grade, which I know you love, has never been above 76. Mm-hmm. This past year is 58. Yep. I, I think it's an overpayment. Like I, I can kind of see why Titans did release him, because because I feel like they, they they I think they felt like they were overpaying for him for what he was giving. Yeah, I so Adore Jackson, he's he's a slot corner. He he fits best in that slot role. They've been playing him a little bit on the outside. Um, his PFF grade is so. Uh, for the record, I just want to point out seventy four is actually a really high PFF grade. Normally, but, but not for the, what, what the what the dollars that they're that they're given. Okay. What they just signed him. For. I, I mean, and the, he gets thirteen a year. Which, I, I would have been happy with like nine or ten. Yeah, I think I think around ten, but but at the same time, so and he, and I understand he did have a down year this year. I think Adore Jackson is is more value than say, uh, and if if we're setting the bar, Patrick Peterson got ten. If I if I had a choice between Patrick Peterson and Adore Jackson. I uh, might be taking Adore Jackson at this point. This was age at that point. Well, it, I mean, money-wise, I mean, the, Patrick Peterson had a 53 grade last year, and he got paid 10. So, I mean, if we're we're in that ballpark, I think Adore got paid accurately, but a lot of people think that even Patrick Peterson got overpaid. So, I mean, we'll, and we'll go into that shortly, but just pointing that out, I think that's kind of an interesting situation. Um, next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. The, the Your boy, your boy, Joe Flacco. He doesn't have a head. <laughs> he signs a one-year deal. It's worth three and a half, fully guaranteed. Max value of seven and a half with the incentives. It includes two point four two five million signing bonus. That is avoidable fourth-year deal. Four-year has a. I'm sorry, four avoidable years tacked on it for cap management purposes. So I, a lot of teams using these voidable years. 
Yeah. And what they're doing is they're they're avoiding the last couple of years, and what they do is they can take that signing bonus and they can just move it out, move it, just stretch it as long it's as smart. possible. It's smart. A lot of teams have been willing to do that. And I think in this league, what's going because of the cap situation, the league, I, I think it's you haven't seen that used a lot, the voidable years type deal. You you haven't seen that be a thing. And here we are, a lot of teams using it because the salary cap fell the way it did. So, and I think the league's okay with that. I think the league says, all right, well, that's how you want to spend it. That's how you want to spend it. Yeah. This was what we gave you in your wallet. Um, they also got Hassan Widger. But on the Joe thing, it was funny. That he actually got interviewed about um, how he's going to handle um, teaching Hurts. Mm-hmm. And 9 to 5 Joe being 9 to 5 Joe, um, he goes, my job here is to play quarterback, not teach quarterbacks. Oh. But he's yeah. always he's always been that way. He wants to be the starter. That's it. And I... Because I don't like Hurts, I think Joe will be the starter. <laughs> I think Joe Flacco takes that job. Um, I think it'll be it's, it's going to be very equivalent to. Uh, I don't think he he get grabs it and keeps it. I think Joe is getting older and, and age is starting to really wreak havoc on him. Right. Um, I think it's going to be very much like Tampa Bay a couple years ago, where there's going to be a back. It goes kept, kept being back and forth between Fitzpatrick and Winston. Yeah. It's going to be a back and forth play, hot hand. Um, yeah. Bench, bench, back in, back in type of thing. See who's doing well. Which is uh, kind of like what it was in Jets last year, wasn't it? What they kind of go back and forth between Joe and uh, Joe and Darnold. Darnold. Yep, and and Joe actually played better than Darnold in most situations. Well, Joe doesn't see ghosts. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, you got the defensive tackle Hassan Ridgeway. He agrees to a new deal with the with the Eagles. Uh, this is a good signing. Um, he he's uh, they needed to re-sign him. He was a huge part of that defense. Just putting him up the middle, big run stuffer. I like this. Um, they also went out and re-signed Andrew Adams, the backup safety. But the big one that they got, and the Eagles didn't make much movement in, in free agency this year, but the big signing, one-year deal, $5 million, Anthony Harris. I think this is an underpayment for Harris because Harris last year, they were talking about he's worth about $12, 13000000 million. He had a down year last season. But at the beginning of last season, they they were talking about him being the best safety in football. To me... This is a great signing for the Eagles. They get a good safety on a discount. He's a starter. He knows what he's doing. And this could be a situation where he he kind of, you know, builds himself back up. It's kind of a make-good deal. And and they get a good starting safety out of the situation. I mean, the Eagles have played, you know, hokey-pokey with their safeties for a while here. They've had Anderson Deo in, and they've had this guy in, and they had that guy. And now they, they lock down Anthony Harris. Um, this is a smart move for them. $5 million is cheap for a starting safety in this league. So I, I really like this move. Um, next up, we got the Washington Redskins or the Washington football team or whatever the hell they're calling them. So the Washington Sentinels. Uh, uh, that was supposed to change going into this season. We'll see if it actually does. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, we, we keep seeing Washington football team here keep popping up. I don't know what the official name is going to be or if they figured that out or what. Uh, Dan Snyder did go out and buy out all of his partners. So, I mean, he he's almost the sole owner here. But they're making some moves here. They go out and they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one-year, ten million dollar deal. It's got a max value of twelve. Great signing. I love it. I don't like it because I've had a rather Alex Smith in this role, but I think the difference is, is Ryan's okay in, on being the backup, and Alex Smith wants to start. And I think they're gonna they're gonna try to go the Heineke route. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna try and go the Heineke route, but I think at the end of the day, um, Fitzpatrick is gonna wind up starting week one. I think, and I think the same thing would have been the case of Alex Smith. About, but he, I don't think he was willing to stick around and wait. Right. And not to mention Alex Smith. So I, I think Alex Smith was a cap casualty in this situation. He he was he's getting paid, what, 25, 26, something True. like that. So I think he wound up being a cap casualty. But Ryan Fitzpatrick signing a one-year deal here for $10 million, it's it's really low risk. 
and and it's got a high reward. Depends on what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. We got to remember, over in Miami, Ryan Fitzpatrick played good football. Mm-hmm. He was doing well before Tua came in and inexplicably came in. I mean, they were what six and three at that point. Yep. So I mean, that's that's an interesting situation. Uh, next up, you got running back Lamar Miller. He resigns on a one-year deal with Washington. I didn't even know he was over here at this point. Um, they weren't even using him, but they've got Gibson over there. So I'm assuming that Lamar is going to wind up being a backup in this situation. I didn't. I didn't even know he played last season. Yeah, I mean, I we we heard nothing from him. That's the thing. We heard nothing. Um, a deal. There's two deals that I really like. Well, three deals really that I really enjoyed with this. It wasn't team. there last year. The resigning. That's a. Mm-hmm. That's not even a uh, accurate. Resign's not accurate. They signed him because he played one game for Chicago and got released. Yeah, so I, well, I don't know if they 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 picked him up and made him a backup or what. I don't know, but look, they said he's resigning on a one year deal. Um, Adam Humphreys. This is one of those those underrated signings. I think Humphreys didn't get a lot of love over in Tennessee. He gets released. He gets signed with Washington. He's still young and he's got good hands. He's a big bodied guy. Uh, I, I like this sign. He has a chance to come in and be number three. Yeah, and that's what I think. I think he's going to start out as a number three. He's clearly going to be behind their next signing, Curtis Samuels. And, and then you still got McLaren over yeah, there. Yeah, you got McLaren, yep. So um, he, Curtis Samuel signs a three-year deal, 34.5 mil. Love it. It's a, it's a good signing. I think it's a bit of an overpayment for Curtis Samuel. He was still the number three over there in uh, in Carolina. He had decent numbers last year. I'm not crazy about it, but he's still – a good wide receiver. I think he's got an opportunity to be a, a, a decent number, number three. Two. Getting eight hundred fifty yards is damn good. Yeah, though. and I have I have a, a idea that he's going to wind up being a guy that that winds up in that number two role. I think Terry yes. McLaurin is is still the number McLaurin's one. McLaurin's me one. I don't see Humphreys being able to over overtake Samuel. Samuel's a good receiver. He's a good receiver. Yep. Uh, next, and then they went out and they they franchise tag Brandon Scherf. This Makes needed to, to happen. Needed to happen. There'll be a contract coming with that. <clears throat> yeah, he's one of the best offensive guards in the game. So that was a smart move. Uh, they sign a contract with Tyler Lawson. They pick up David Mayo, which I really like. I think he's a good linebacker, underrated. He's been kind of a journeyman, but he's still mm-hmm. been a good, solid running or I'm sorry, linebacker. Anytime any team he he shows up on, he's good. Um, next up, they this was their big one. They wind up and get William Jackson the third, uh, great corner from Cincinnati. He signs a three year, forty and a half million dollar contract, twenty six guaranteed. It's got a max value of forty two with the incentives. Good signing. William Jackson is a solid corner. This is just smart on their end. They shore up that defense even more because their defense has been good. Yeah. And so they, they wound up and they, they get that great corner. I wanted William Jackson over in Minnesota, and, and you know, he winds up going to Washington. That's okay. This guy's great. Um, they also went out and, and they re-signed Danny Johnson. They signed a contract with Daryl Roberts. And then Dustin Hopkins. The nice kicker. Good he, veteran kicker. He's, good veteran kicker, yep. He, he's reliable one, enough. One-year veteran qualifying contract worth $2.4 million. It includes $1.8 million fully guaranteed. Try the number that you like for kickers. Yeah, You know what? For Dustin Hopkins, I mean, it's it's okay. Uh, it's it's not that bad for, for Dustin Hopkins. I mean, you know me. I like to pay my kickers a mil. You know, but I mean, two two and a half, I yeah. can live with two point four. A, a, a mill gets you on missed field goals in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know about that either. Um, apparently, two and a half gets you fucking four missed field goals against the Buccaneers. But I digress. Um, Chicago Bears, they go out. <laughs> the Chicago Bears are kind of funny to me. Okay, they legitimately think that this team is playoff bound with Andy Dalton as their starter. 
Uh, they signed him to a one-year $10 million deal at his max value of $13 million with incentives. So they go out and they dump uh, uh, their boy over there, Mitchell Trubisky. And, and, and by the way, we're in the NFC North now. Chicago Bears, they, they, they go out and they sign uh, Andy Dalton. They expect him to be the starter after having – and he, he wasn't – I'm not going to sit here and say Andy Dalton was horrible with Dallas, okay? But he's definitely not that Andy Dalton that we saw years ago that was, t- you know, brushing with MVP. That is true. And um, this is a good deal for the price, but he's not going to be your starter. He's not going to win. He's not going to get you anywhere. They're going to have to rely on that defense. I don't believe Andy Dalton is a winning quarterback. But he's still going to be the starter. I, I, he's better than Foles. I don't know if he's better than Foles. He's better than Foles. I, I mean, I would like to think that he's better than Foles, but after what I saw last year, I'm not convinced. From what? And Foles was worse. Well, Foles was awful too. I, I just, I don't know that Andy Dalton is is better than Foles. I, I don't know. I just, I can't buy this. I can't. I don't. I don't buy Andy Dalton. Um, next up, they get Damian Williams. This was a good signing. They needed a. Good... That's going to be great for Tarek Cohen. Right, he well, has to fall back into. Wait, no, they traded Cohen. They traded Cohen, but they they've got um, they've got the cat over there from Alabama. So, I I, I think um, Robinson was it, but uh, yeah, I, you know, we got to look it up. We haven't heard much from him. He blew up in the second half of the year too. Uh, but Damian Williams is a good running back. He's he's got a one year deal. This is it, I I think this will be a really good situation for them. I I like this as a secondary running back. Oh, they still have Cohen. They have going oh, okay. Maybe you're in you're in your Madden verse over there. Uh, wide receiver Allen Robinson, he receives the franchise tag. He signs a one year deal. Um, this was a smart idea by the Bears. He's the best receiver they had on that team. They weren't about to go out and pay any of the receivers that were on the market. And you sure as hell don't want to let Allen Robinson go to the open market. Yeah, on Williams, that's a good sign because Tarek Cohen go back to being a uh, change of pace guy, which is what he is. Yeah, Cohen was never a, a number one back. Over and there. David that's Montgomery's right. terrible. Yeah, well, he blew up at the end of the season. At the end of last year, he oh down the stretch he looked good. I remember that because I was trying to trade for him in fantasy. <laughs> Next up, they they uh, get Jermaine Ifedi. He signs on a one year contract up to five million dollars. Yeah, Stan Grant, he broke a thousand. Yeah. Um, he, he re-signs a one-year contract and, and this was a smart re-signing. I, I like this deal. Uh, he was a good offensive lineman for them. Uh, Elijah Wilkinson, he signs a one-year deal. He's more of a depth guy. They do go out and get Mario Edwards to re-sign a three-year $11.55 million deal as a defensive end. He's a good defensive end. I like Mario Edwards. He was good for them this last season. Oh yeah. Um, Angelo Blackson, he signs a two-year contract. He's a good defensive lineman, good depth guy. Um, Jeremy Atachu. Uh, is that how you say it? Ata, Ada Ochu. Close enough. Yeah, I'm going to just roll with that. He agrees to terms on a two-year deal. This one is one that I'm a little iffy on. Artie Burns, he resigns on a one-year deal. Depends on the uh, numbers. You don't got the numbers in front of us here, but... Yeah, I, I mean... If it's low, then... It, it's sure. got to be. It better be low. They also get Desmond Trufant. He signs on a one-year deal after he gets released by the Lions. He goes to the Bears, and he winds up uh, signing that one-year contract with them. This is smart. This, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Desmond Trufant, I know he was hurt last year. I know that's why the, the Lions released him. He's still a very good corner. He's still got a lot of tread on the tires. You got to do it. Um, Deion Bush signs a one-year deal uh, as a safety. That's kind of a smart move. They needed to get a starting safety, uh, and, and they finally got a starting safety next to their all-pro over there. Uh, Deion Houston Carson, he resigns on a one-year deal. And then they go out and they re-sign Cairo Santos. 
three years, nine million. It's got a max value of eleven. He's been very good. He's been good for them. Um, he was he went 30, 30, 32 last year and only and missed one extra point. So he only missed three kicks total last year. Yep, he's a good signing. Uh, they also go out and re-sign Pat O'Donnell on a one-year deal. Pat O'Donnell's been a solid punter for a long time in this league, so I like Pat O'Donnell. And they get back their long snapper Patrick Scales. Chicago not making a lot of splashes in the open market, but they re-signed a lot of the guys that that are are set to come back. Um, that that they needed to bring back, and I, I don't feel like they gave themselves the best opportunity to win by thinking Andy Dalton is going to be QB one over there. But I don't think they're in a position to be to go on win mode right now. Anyway, <clears throat> I think they're still kind of. Re- I think Andy Andy Dalton's a bridge quarterback, and they know it. Yeah, sort of. I I, I mean, if they, I would. It wouldn't surprise me if they go into the draft and draft their next quarterback. It oh, wouldn't well. surprise me. Very very likely. Yep. Uh, next up, you got the Detroit Lions. Uh, a lot of people have been calling these guys a dumpster fire this off season, but I, I see some moves that I like with this team. And we already talked about the trade <clears throat> yep. on bringing in golf. So yep. we, we already know about that. Yep. So you're kind of building around golf in the meantime. Yep. They get their backup, Tim Boyle, one year, 2.5 million. That's fine. I mean, Tim Boyle isn't anything to write home about, but he's going to be a depth guy. He's going to wind up being a number three. Um, Jamal Williams. This is, this is the underrated sign. Cheap deal too. Cheap deal for a guy who can be a number one running back. Now I understand that the Lions have DeAndre Swift over there. I understand that they have Carryon Johnson over there. I think this says a lot about Carryon probably being out the door. Yeah, Carryon's dump getting dumped to a yeah. number three. Because Carryon's a very good running back. I think at his best is as good as Swift, but Carryon mm-hmm. can't stay healthy. It's been a problem since college. Yep. I mean, he he's had problems with his knees for as long as we can remember, and here we are. And Jamal Williams, a big bowling ball. That's what he is. He's a big, hard-nosed running back. Um, I like this move. I thought it was the, smart. The Williams and Swift combination is going to be good. Yep. Uh, they Let also carry. You can carry on's not bad as a change of pace back, but I think you could see him kind of help out there, though. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So he, he carry on could be your new Theo Riddick. Yeah, and and that's what they need over there. Uh, Brashad Perriman. He signs a one-year, three million dollar deal with the the Lions. This was a low-end deal, and it was it's low risk. It's very low risk. It, yeah, it's low risk. I, I don't, I don't think they're gonna get much reward out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had, he's shown strides of de- of playing decent, but yep. never been consistent. There, there, he's never been consistent. There, there have been moments where I think Rashad Perriman with the Bucks, he had a couple of good games there. Yeah. But anyway, even when he was with the Jets, he looked great. Um, he goes back to where his daddy played, yep. which, is, which is kind of a cool deal. But Perriman, I mean, you could get something special out of him. You don't know. Um, you also got Tyrell Williams. We've talked about this. He that was more of the bigger signing. Yep. Yeah. It was early. He signed and, a, and not a lot of dollars there. I, they could have signed him for more. Mm-hmm. Williams can be a good receiver. He just was kind of buried over over there in uh, L.A. Yep. He's $4.7 million. It's got a max value of 6.2 with the incentives. I mean, it's, it's a good deal. Um, Tyrell, he reads like a, a, a number three guy, at least in, with the Raiders he did. He has the ability. He's young enough, and he's got the ability to be a number two, maybe even a number one. But he's being signed to be a one. Yeah, he's been, and and that's what makes me nervous. I don't know. But that it he's is a one. it is low risk though. I mean, it's one year. If it doesn't work out, you you can be on your way. Yeah, this makes me think that the Lions are going to go out and try and sign a wide receiver in the draft. That's what I think is is going to go down there. Um, next up, you got the tight end Josh Hill. Terms of his contract have not been disclosed, but Josh Hill, the former uh, New Orleans Saint, goes on and signs on with the Lions. They needed a second tight end. He's a good number two tight end. I think that's a solid sign, signing. They go out and get the defensive end, Charles Harris. He signs a contract with the Lions. But then this is another one I like, Romeo Quara. He resigns a three-year deal worth $39 million. He was their best defensive lineman last year. He was. He, he played very well. Um, I like this signing a lot. 
I think he's, he definitely got paid, but yeah. he's, he's he's worth it too. He's better than Trey Flowers, and and to me, I I just he's getting paid. He's getting paid less than Trey Flowers. Mm-hmm. Trey Flowers is getting paid in that eighteen nineteen range, and you know here's Alquara getting paid in that thirteen to fourteen range. So I mean, and they they got him. This is smart by the Lions. They got him early before he blows up because we can see he's on the horizon here, yep. getting ready to blow up. So they got him beforehand, and then down the line we can start. And it's only a three year deal, so it's fair. It's a very fair contract. He gets to to blow up, and then once he he if he does blow up, he's not stuck into a six year deal where he's like, well, I want more money now, mm-hmm. and I'm in the middle of my contract. He gets done with that three year deal. The Lions can talk, or he gets to the end of it, they can talk about extending him for the proper amount, whatever the case, and the Lions give him a fair offer. So that's smart. Um, the Lions also made a move. They they traded for Michael Brockers with the Rams, so they're doing all kinds of trades with the Rams now. Um, and they got him for nothing. Yep, for nothing. A seventh-round pick. Uh, Brockers, he signs a new three-year, $24 million deal that includes 11 in guarantees. The Lions have a good defensive line now. I, I like Brockers, and they got him for what I'm thinking, what I, how I feel is cheap. Yep, and and if you look at, at the Brockers signing, so now you've got Trey Flowers on the end, you've got Aquara on the other end, and now you've got defensive tackle Michael Brockers. So, I mean... That's you got a pretty pretty scary defensive. Who's, line who's other tackle? I don't know who their other tackle is. I'd have to look that up. But Michael Brockers, he's looking like he's in good shape right here. This is this is going to be a very very good defensive line for the Lions. They're going to be able to stop some runs and they're going to have a lot of pass rush. So that's nice. And we we know Gruden loves the pass rush. <laughs> it's all yes. about that pass rush. Um, Alex Anzalone, he he goes and signs a one year one point seven five million dollar deal. It's a depth move. They get Don Mulbach as he resigns as the, as the Lions' long snapper. It's his 18th season, which is kind of a cool deal. And last but not least, they go out and sign a kicker. They lost Mas- Matt Prater. Prater goes to Arizona. So they went out and picked up Randy Bullock. He's okay. He's a good kicker. He's a good kicker, and I like this deal. It's smart. Just just get yourself a good kicker. Um, one team that has been very quiet in free agency. They have literally made zero free agency moves, just a lot of resignings. The Green Bay Packers, they go out and pick up Aaron Jones. They re-sign him on a four-year deal worth $48 million. It includes a $13 million signing bonus. His deal includes $20 million over the first two years. A $7 million roster bonus is due on the third day of the league year in 2023, with $16 million due in 2023 and $12 million in 2024. It's a good deal. He's a, he's a very, very good running back. Good deal. They got him for pretty cheap, actually. So what I, th- I thought so, too. I, I thought he was gonna, he was gonna, his average was going to be closer to 20. Yeah. And, and I was thinking more like, like 17. Yep, and his average wound up being closer to like 13. So, I mean, it's it 12. Like 12, 13. So, I mean, you're you're in, in really good shape with the, the Aaron, Rod- or Aaron Jones situation. He said they had some unfinished business in Green Bay. We'll see how he how he turns out, especially now that they don't have Jamal Williams to back him up. They're going to need a new backup running back over there with with Aaron Jones. Yep. Um, they also re-signed Mercedes Lewis, two years, eight million dollars, includes two point one guaranteed. I didn't like this signing. Mercedes Lewis is old. I think he's washed up. You could there's about five other tight ends in that free agency market. You could have gotten signed out for that kind of money. He's not worth four million. I agree. He's, he's had chances and chances and chances to be good, and he just he's just hasn't been. He's just not. He's not worth that. And and Mercedes Lewis isn't the Mercedes Lewis that we saw, you know, ten years ago with the Jags that that played great ball. He's just not that guy. He's he's not. Um, and last but not least, they re-signed corner Kevin King, one year, six million. Okay, Kevin King isn't that good. Kevin King is not that good of a corner. I don't buy Kevin King. His PFF grade was decent. He had a lot of blown coverages. I'm okay with it being a one-year deal, though. It's it's low risk. I get it. One year. 
I, I don't even think he's worth six, but maybe that's just my opinion. I mean, Kevin King, it's questionable. It's a questionable situation. Um, I don't like this signing. I, I think it's a waste. Um, go out and get yourself a better corner. Um, next up, we got my boys, the Minnesota Vikings. They go out and uh, make some moves. They they recently made some big moves. Um, most of their moves, their good moves, most of their, their important moves have been on the defensive side of the football. But on the offensive side, they get Amir Abdullah back on a, a one-year 990K um, deal. I mean, this, this is a uh, – it, I'm, I'm iffy about this signing. Because you let Mike Boone walk out the door, and Boone, I think, is better than Amir Abdullah. I like Amir Abdullah. I think he's a good kick returner. But 990K, okay, I'll take Amir Abdullah on 990K on a one-year deal. Because that's about what he's worth anyway. Um, next up, they bring back wide receiver Chad Beebe. They agree, terms on a, agree to terms on a contract. He's the number three receiver over there. He was the number three last year. Um, he beat out Ola B.C. Johnson, which I was surprised by for that number three spot. Chad Beebe isn't that good, though. He's not that good. They tried using him in, in, as a kick returner, a lot of fumbles there, um, a couple muff punts, almost lost us a game uh, one time, and, and Kirk Cousins had to go save the day. So Chad Beebe's back, eh, okay. This one I didn't like. They go out and pick up offensive lineman Mason Cole. He's acquired in a trade with the Cardinals for a six-round pick. Here's my issue. Mason Cole was probably going to get released. He was probably going to get waived. So why in the hell are you spending a six-round pick to go get this guy that's going to wind up getting waived anyway. And additionally, Mason Cole is not a good offensive lineman. He wasn't good in Arizona. He hasn't been good in the last three years that he's been in the league. He's a former third-round pick that's a, a draft bust. And you went and picked him up, and you spent a six-round pick to do it. And I get it. It's the compensatory pick, so it's the lower one. I, I just can't get behind this. I can't. He's he's not He's not a good player. And if they think that he's going to be the solution at guard where they're just ailing so bad, it's not going to happen. Um, I also didn't like this one. Rashad Hill re-signs a one-year $2.3 million deal. It's fully guaranteed. We've been bringing back Rashad Hill for the last three years, <laughs> okay? And Rashad Hill is not good. He's just not. Um, the, the, a lot of people like to say, oh, well, he's a backup and he's a swing tackle. But when he does get in there, he's not good. He's he's decent in, in pass blocking. He's not that good though. I, I just I've never been able to buy Rashad Hill and I don't definitely don't buy him for 2.3 million. I, I just can't. Um, on the defensive side of the ball though, I feel a lot more optimistic. Um, Steven Weatherly signs a one-year 2.5 million dollar deal. It's 500k in incentives. This is a smart signing. Good defensive end. You know, nothing and and he was good. I'm going to say that he's he's good with the Vikings. He was great in their system when, uh, two years ago when they played, three years ago when they were when they were in the playoffs and they went to the NFC Championship game, almost four now. I mean, he, he's been a good player. He went to Carolina. He didn't do well in that system. He comes back to the system that he knows and loves and that Mike Zimmer is going to use him properly. They get him on one year. They get him cheap. Great deal. Um, the big splash one that they made early on, Dalvin Tomlinson signs a two-year deal with the Vikings, $22 million. Um, it includes 16 fully guaranteed. A lot of people have a problem with this because last season the Vikings went out and picked up Mike Pierce. So you essentially have two big-bodied nose tackles, two 300-pound guys. Part of me feels like this is a um, an overcorrection to what happened on Christmas when Alvin Kamara went off and scored six touchdowns. I think, and and we have to remember, we didn't have Mike Pierce on the field at that point. 
You didn't have Dalvin Cook on the, or I'm sorry, Daniel Hunter on the field at that mm-hmm. point. You didn't have all these players. So you're in a situation where Dalvin Tomlinson is is plugging up the middle with with Mike Pierce. Great, I get it. That's good. You're gonna have those two big run stuffers up the middle, but you got two big 300 pounders up the middle. Who's gonna be your three tech? That becomes the question. So a lot of people have speculated that it's gonna be Mike Pierce. A lot of people have speculated it's gonna be Dalvin Tomlinson because he has some experience play, playing the three tech. But if you see Mike Pierce on social media, he's cut some big time weight. Homeboy's got to be below 300 pounds now. So, Maybe he's going to move the end. So, well, they're, they're, a lot of people are, are suspecting that he's going to wind up being three-tech. So that that becomes the, the question. Who becomes your three-tech? And, and Mike Zimmer, we know, says that's a very important role. So we're going to find out how that turns out. Um, they went out inside, and here's the thing I don't know. Nobody knows if Nick Vigil's a real person, by the way. No, this is the rumor going around. Nick Vigil. So they, they had a press conference set up for Nick Vigil. It's a one-year deal that includes $1 million guarantee, dollars guaranteed. And um, Nick Vigil was supposed to have the press conference. His press conference, he suddenly got pulled from it. And nobody knows if Nick Vigil is is a, a uh, real human being at this point. <laughs> no, Everybody's like, I don't know where Nick Vigil is. Nobody knows. So he gets that one-year one year deal. He could wind up being the number three. We also have to understand that that Eric Wilson hasn't been signed to a deal. He has not been signed yet. We're two weeks into free agency, almost three, and he has not been signed to a deal. So Eric Wilson could very well wind up coming back here, but right now it's looking like Nick Vigil is going to be the uh, the starting linebacker, the number three linebacker. Then we go to what they did this past week. The Minnesota Vikings had horrible corners last year. Horrible. I said repeatedly, last season, last offseason, what did I say, Tyler? You said they were horrible. No, what did I say last last offseason? I said they needed a veteran corner, right? Yep. Repeatedly. So they go out and they get Patrick Peterson on a one-year, $10 million contract. I get that Patrick Peterson had a down year last year. I get it. And a lot of people are pointing to that. But if you look at every year before that, Patrick Peterson didn't post a grade below 65 on PFF. Patrick Peterson is a good corner in this league, and he's going into a defense with Mike Zimmer. I understand people are questioning, oh, why'd you pay him 10? Other corners are getting paid 6. Okay, that's fine. Patrick Peterson's a good player. Patrick Peterson's going to have a bounce-back year, and he's going to wind up being one of the best corners in this league this year. In a very zone-friendly scheme, a very zone-happy scheme, this is going to be smart. And then additionally, and this is the one I liked even more, they go out and they pick up Mackenzie Alexander. He comes back to the Vikings on a, on a deal. They haven't disclosed it. it. It's believed to be a one-year deal. There's your slot corner. Mm-hmm. And he, you know what's great about Mackenzie Alexander? 69 PFF grade in coverage. 69 coverage grade. Loving that. Um, he's, he's a good corner. He was one of the better slot corners in this league. And then this weekend, just this past weekend, they go out and pick up Xavier Woods signing on a one-year deal. $2.25 million. They got them out for, for pennies on the dollar. That's what I love about the Vikings' dealings in free agency right now. They went out and they picked up Steve, dumped Stephen Weatherly to the Carolina. They got a compensatory pick for him, and then they bring him back for pennies on the dollar. They go out and they dump Mackenzie Alexander to free agency. They, they get a, a compensatory draft pick, and then they bring him back for pennies on the dollar. These are value moves that are big-time moves, and then you go out and get Xavier Woods for 2.25, who was a starting safety last year and had one of the higher grades. Well, last year he's in the 50s. Xavier Woods? Yeah. 
I thought he was last year's a down year, but the other years were yeah. low seventies. He's he's a good safety, and and you're only getting him for two point two five. No, it's it's, it's a yeah. cheap deal for him. I'm ecstatic for that. I, I don't think he's going to go and like be like the top five safety, but for what you're paying him, it's great. It's great. He well, he he matched up like if you looked at the the grades, he actually matched up with um with Anthony Harris. His 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 grades last year were equal to Anthony Harris, and you get him for you know what what is probably about ten million dollars cheaper. So I, I love this move, and and he's going to be a good compliment to Harrison Smith. You get a veteran safety in the situation, and you did it for cheap, and now you're you, and Kyle Rudolph, by the way, has been designated as a post-June 1 cut. So come June 1st, the Vikings are going to wind up getting another $8 million because they you know, designated him post-June 1. So they're going to get $8 million from the, uh, on top of it on their, their salary cap. So their current situation, they're sitting at about 7, but then they're going to wind up with 15, 16 uh, moving into the NFL draft. So you'll probably end up being right about 7 anyway after the draft picks and everything goes right. through. Right. So, it's a, I mean, they, they've got the ability to make one more signing if they need to. Now, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to jump into the NFC South when we get back. And then uh, we will uh, finish this thing off, NFC. And then, Tyler, are you getting your draft board ready? Are you going to start? I'm waiting for all these trades to stop happening first. <laughs> all the craziness. That's all right. But uh, we'll be right back with uh, after a word from our sponsors right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage. You get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready, no. Get ready. And welcome back to the Outside Blitz. I'm your host, Dowdy. And we're here with that guy. Yeah, no, hey, I'm the fabulous guy. It's going to be that guy until you stop booing. That guy, well, yeah, I'm never gonna, nobody's ever going to stop booing you. You're the only one that does. Boo that man. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, we're jumping back into the NFC South here with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, welcome back, folks. NFC, the NFC. You ready, Tyler? Yep. Ready for the NFC South. Okay. Uh, running back Mike Davis with the uh, Atlanta Falcons. He signs a two-year, $5.5 million, $3 million fully guaranteed. Easy for me to say. Um, Mike Davis, good running back. Had a hell of a year with Carolina. This is a smart signing for, for the Falcons. Todd Gurley is not the same Todd Gurley. Can we, can we agree on that? He's not the same guy. No, he's not. He had a good year last year. I'm not going to say he had a bad year. But Todd Gurley is not that that hundred plus not, yard he's rusher. He's not He's a free agent. Oh yeah, he's a free agent. So, so. they they needed someone because otherwise they're going to trust Edo Smith, which I still like Edo Smith. You're really big on Edo. I like Edo Smith better than Mike Davis. I don't know if I I, I agree with that. I mean, Mike Davis really did well with Carolina last year. He played well. He did. 
I mean, he was he was great. I mean, you, you had uh, Christian McCaffrey go down. Mike Davis came in, played good ball. I mean, it's, it's a smart play. And plus, you know, low pay, low risk. I mean, two years, 5.5, you're barely paying the guy anything. Yeah, he, he didn't even have a 4, 4.0 average per who, carry. Who, Davis? Yeah. Oh, I mean, still, I mean, two years, 5.5 for that guy? He's not bad. Well, it's not a bad contract. Yeah. I, I, I just think that the starting job will end up being Edo Smith if the choice is between the two. Uh, I'm starting to think Mike Davis. Um, I'll die in that sword until Edo Smith proves <laughs> me wrong. If it's wrong, I'll admit it. But. Tight end Lee Smith, he's acquired in a trade with the Buffalo Bills in exchange for a late round 2022 draft pick. This is a smart play, just getting yourself a depth tight end. Um, they did get uh, linebacker uh, Brandon Copeland on a one-year deal, a guy that is sort of underrated. They got uh, linebacker Barcavius Mingo. He signs on a one-year deal. He's played all over the place. He's played with the Colts. He's played with the Seahawks. And now he's here in Atlanta. I like Barcavius Mingo. This is a, a good sign. It's a good signing right here. Um, they do get safety Eric Harris on a one-year deal, and they get Fabian Moreau on a one-year deal as their one of their corners. That's a depth corner. They've been relatively quiet, though. Yeah, it's been a quiet quiet offseason for the Falcons, and, and I think they realize on the offensive side of the ball, for the most part, they're set. It's on the defensive side of the ball, but they haven't made any defensive moves, which I'm, I'm surprised with. Um, next up, you get the Carolina Panthers. These guys have been making a little more noise. The wide receiver, David Moore, signs a two-year contract worth 4.75 with 1.25 guaranteed. He's he's no Samuel, but he doesn't need to be because Anderson's going to roll into that two spot, and he, he needs to be a three guy, which he's, he's okay at three. He was, he was a three guy in Seattle, and every now and then David Moore would just blow up for a big game. I think David Moore kind of fell underneath Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf over Very there in true. Seattle. I think he it, it, it muddled his production. So if you look at David Moore, I see a guy who has a lot of potential, and they're getting him for a really cheap, cheap contract. I mean, and he's got the ability to be a, a deep threat. He's fast. He's a real tall guy. I like this signing, and and it might be the, a good fill-in for Curtis Samuel, um, and and he'll be obviously sitting under DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson over there in Carolina. So there's that. Now they do get the tight end Dan Arnold. He's on a two-year contract, six million dollars. Is a good depth signing. I think he's a decent uh, tight end. I don't. I don't think he's anything to write home about. But you're getting him. Uh, I mean, three million a year. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Um, they do get the offensive tackle Cam Irvin signs a free agent deal with the Panthers. They don't disclose the the cost of the whole thing, but he is uh, their new offensive tackle. They also retain Taylor Moton. Um, they they tag him, and Moton has signed that tag. So you got Cam Irvin and Taylor Moton as your starting offensive tackles. Which I I'm cool with, and they're 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 giving uh, their quarterback some help, and right now it's still supposed to be Bridgewater. And um, despite how bad this team was, it wasn't the offense. They they almost had three thousand yard rushers, yep, or not rushers, receivers, mm-hmm. and they didn't have their their golden goose and McCaffrey all year. Yeah, I this think is a team I expect to be better, and I I think they should keep and trust Bridgewater. Bridgewater had a good year. Everybody says they should. You know, a lot of people feel that way. They should be tra- uh, you know hanging on to Teddy Bridgewater and whatever the case may be. Um, but the overall feeling is that these guys are going to go into the draft and they're going to draft their quarterback of the future. A lot of people predicting that it's going to wind up being Trey Lance. It was Bridgewater's best season of his career. Yep, and and that's great, you know. But a lot of people think that that because Bridgewater is getting up there, he's he's about to hit his age thirty season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a lot of people are the overall feeling is that Trey Lance is going to be the guy and the quarterback of the future for this football but he's, team. He's, I mean, the way quarterbacks are lasting, he's not getting up there in age. He's still twenty eight. Is he 28? Yeah. So I think Bridgewater's your guy. Uh, I mean, to me, I, I would think it would be smart to resign. I think we'll you see. don't draft a quarterback 
and you and you and you get your and you get your quarterback some help. He, he played his ass off. He played his best season, and 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 many considered him to be a very good quarterback for Minnesota. Where exactly does do you think he could get more help though? I mean, you've got you've got three solid receivers. Defense. I mean, and, it, and they and they they're starting to do that. Yeah, they, I was gonna say they made moves on the defensive side of the ball. They go out and they. I think they'll be better by default with with uh, McCaffrey back. Mm-hmm. Now, now they made two signings on the offensive line. One of which is better than the other. The John Miller signing, he agrees to terms on a one year deal. Okay, uh, Pat Elfline, he got overpaid. Three years, eleven point five, and includes six million guaranteed. I think that's a horrible signing. Pat Elfline is an awful player. Um, he was great for one year in Minnesota as a center. Um, shifted to guard, did not do well. He's been injury prone. He, he's been bad in this league, and to pay him anywhere above $3 million is nuts. Pat Elfline is not worth that kind of money. But they go ahead and they sign him. They bring him in as an offensive guard. I know him and him and uh, uh, Bridgewater have a rapport. He's listed as an offensive guard. They may shift him to center, so we'll see how that works out. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, like you were saying, they went out and got Morgan Fox on a two-year $8.1 million deal. It includes $7 million guaranteed. Love this signing. Love it. $4 million a year for the next two years for Morgan Fox, who did extremely well with the Rams. I like this signing. This one's a good one. Um, they also signed the two linebackers. They got linebacker Denzel Perryman on a, on a two-year deal. And then they also, then you were just talking about him uh, right, basically at our post-Super Bowl show, Hassan Reddick. Great year last year. Yep, they and- got him for cheap. Now we're going to find out, and they got it for cheap. It's a one-year deal. It's a max value of eight. Has six million guaranteed. The question surrounding Hassan Reddick is: Will last season be a flash in the pan, or will this season prove that it was he's become the real deal? I think that's why it's a one-year deal. Yep. I think he. I think he wants to go out there and prove he can go get a massive deal. Because if he do, if he goes again and leads the league in sacks, mm-hmm. he's getting paid. He's gonna if he has a big year, he's gonna get paid. You're right, and and it's gonna be an interesting. It, move it doesn't him. need to even. He doesn't even need to lead the league in sacks. Just. Need, I don't even think he did last year. I think it was like, he had like 12 and a half. But he goes out and has around 10, yeah. he'll get paid. He was one of the more elite edge rushers last season. So I want to see what they're what they're going to get with Hassan Reddick here. Um, but one-year deal, $8 million, $6 million guaranteed, and it's it's a good deal for him. Um, they also went out and picked up cornerback Rashawn Melvin and long snapper J.J. Jansen. Jansen's been around for a while. Um, and, and both those guys are on one-year deals. So um, the, the Panthers made some moves primarily on the – they they do need a few more things on the defensive side of the football, but that pass rush has definitely gotten better. That that front seven, that defensive front seven, has definitely improved. Now moving on to the New Orleans Saints, these guys, I got to tell you, I'm impressed with the way that they have maneuvered this cap situation, being 97 over. They maneuvered it better, um, three times better than each of us predicted it. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, so they. But they, there's some wild cards there because neither of us projected that. Uh, uh. Shoot, receiver. I can't think of Michael Thomas. We, neither, neither of us expected Michael Thomas to budge on his salary. Yeah. And yet he did. And that was a big amount of money that they yeah. saved there. So, I mean, we'll, we'll start with the, the first one. They re-signed Jameis Winston on a one-year $5.5 million deal that includes $4.5 million in, in signing bonus, $1 million fully guaranteed base salary, and has a max value of 12 and a half with incentives. A lot of people are saying Jameis Winston's going to be the starter. I think he will, but I do think you owe it to Hill. To let him start it off, I, think, I believe Taysom Hill starts off starts off the season as a starter. I think it's the other way. I think Jameis Winston's going to be the starter moving into Week One, but then Taysom Hill is going to wind up overtaking Jameis Winston. I think Taysom Hill is the better quarterback. 
He's the better player. I don't think he's, he's the, the better, better He's not the better quarterback. He's a better player, but he's um half the quarterback as far as the passing ability in Liston is. Half? half? I don't think he's half. I mean, I think he's I think, I think Hill starts half. because they're going to owe it to him because he's, he's he sat so long. He's played, he played well when he had to. I think he starts the year, but but he he flounders and Winston takes but over. But Taysom Hill played well for, for I mean, compared to Will, Winston. Winston came in and he did okay. Winston didn't play, start any whole games, though. He didn't start any. Yeah. But Hill also played... The Falcons twice in those three games through the thirty-first ranked defense, and then he played another team as like twenty-eighth. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not I'm not sold on Taysom Hill yet. I want to see if Taysom Hill can get it done. But congrats, you, you beat the worst defense in the league twice. Now, now I'm hoping neither of them work out because I hate the Saints deep down. <laughs> but, but realistically, if if I'm if I'm looking at the Saints right now, or if I am the Saints right now, I'm thinking I got a really good opportunity to get two one of these two guys to to be a hit as as a uh, top quarterback here. Um, next up, you got the running back Ty Montgomery. He resigns a one-year contract that includes a hundred and thirty-seven thousand signing bonus. He's getting paid next to nothing. Ty Montgomery. I remember when he came into the league as a receiver, and then they moved him to to running back. He did okay at running back, but you know they they keep using him as a running back. I don't really buy him as a running back. I still think they should be moving him to receiver. He's a backup running back at best. He's probably a number three. Not a fan of old Ty Montgomery there. Um, next up, they get their fullback, uh, Alex Armagh. They sign him to a one-year deal. Uh, tight end Nick Vinette, they get him on a three-year deal, which was, I, I think, actually pretty smart. He's going to be a nice number two addition. Um, they get the offensive lineman James Hurst on a three-year deal. James Hurst is a good offensive lineman. They get P.J. Williams. He agrees to a one-year, $2.3 million deal. Now, P.J. Williams previously played here, and he's back. I like P.J. Williams. Good corner. Um hell of a player and they get him on a, a a cheap deal and then they go out and they give marcus williams the franchise tag great call it's the correct call marcus williams is very very good um i i like i like this signing it, it, it's rock solid um but the saints maneuver this cap beautifully um coming out 90 what, 97 million in the hole and, and they're still over but they're, they're they're getting dangerously close without making any ma- major casualties they're on the cusp um, they did release Malcolm Brown at one point during the season, and Malcolm Brown had went out and signed. But, you know, it's smart. It's, uh, they've, they've been playing this really well. they got a lot of guys to restructure. Clearly this team, they, and a lot of these guys that they got signed to long-term deals, they understand that if I want to win or if I want to do anything spectacular with this football team and if I want to have a good career, I better restructure because otherwise my time here is going to get very, very rough very, very quick, and I won't be anywhere near Super Bowl ring. And granted. I don't think they're going to be anywhere near a Super Bowl ring as it stands currently right now. I think the Saints right now are are floundering and they're they're on a downward spiral and things are going to get awfully ugly and awfully scary really fast. Um, next up, you got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, we have been busy. They've been very busy. They've been doing a good job keeping that that Super Bowl team together. Uh, Leonard Fournette he resigns a one year deal worth three point two five. It's got a max value of four. Fournette didn't perform well last year until like the late in the year and playoff time, and even then it was kind of questionable. But I think Fournette understands that he, if he continues that pace that he continued at the end of the year, he's going to be rock solid. He's going to ha- he's going to wind up getting signed for a big deal. This is sort of a prove it year for Leonard Fournette. He's kind of in a strange area right now. Hundred percent. And and I think he's he just took the money and went with it. Um, they franchise tagged. Chris Godwin, smart. It was a smart play. Um, I like Godwin. He was looking like he was going to hit the free agent market, but they keep that guy around. I think he's better than Mike Evans, in my opinion. 
um, a lot less ca less cases of the dropsies with with Godwin as compared to Evans. I think Godwin is the better receiver, but maybe that's just me. Um, so we feel we feel opposite on this, but mm -hmm. but they're both very good receivers. They're both very good. Uh, tight end Rob Gronkowski he resigns on a one year eight million dollar deal. It's worth up to ten. Uh, I, I mean I'm okay with this. I guess. I don't know if I. I mean, he had a, Gronk had a good playoff performance. Let's put it that good way. Good playoff, not a great regular season. No, his regular season was iffy. Um, they re-signed offensive guard Aaron Stinney, and then here's the big ones. They they wanted to make sure they're keeping that defense together. They go ahead and they re-signed uh, Shaq Barrett, four years, sixty-eight million. Right move. Listed at and it includes thirty-six million fully guaranteed. He can earn an additional one million per year in sack and playoff escalators. Shaq Barrett is listed as a defensive end, but he plays as a linebacker. Mm -hmm. So it's it's an interesting situation there. Um, Raheem Nunez Rochas, they go ahead and get him re-signed as a defensive tackle. The, the terms were not, were not disclosed, but a bigger signing was the defensive tackle in Dominican Sue, finalizing a one-year, fully guaranteed deal worth $9 million. Good price for a very high-end defensive tackle. And uh, he's always been a big part of that defense. I like this signing. I think it's smart. The, he creates a lot of trouble up the middle um, of that those uh, offensive lines. Um, this next one feels like a hometown discount. Yeah, Levante David he resigns on a two year deal worth twenty five million, and I mean, it, but it's a good deal for him. I think Levante could have gotten more somewhere else. Of the linebackers on that that team currently, I think if you're if you're looking at the the big three linebackers that they had, the order of importance kind of goes Barrett. Bush, and and then you're talking David. I would agree, but that's not to say that he's not been very very good because yeah. he has. But um, Barrett and Bush have been amazing, right? So I mean, there's there's to to me the other thing that we're not talking about here is to me Levante David is the leader of this defense. You think so? He's, he's the middle linebacker. He, he's he's held things together. He, he's kind of been the, the the ringleader for keep for for this defense. And I and I and I I, I see it when we, when he plays, and I think it's an undervalued piece here. Yep, and his new contract includes three voidable years to help spread out the cap figure. It'll carry a $3.5 million cap hit in 2021. So, it spreads out that signing bonus in a big way. Um, they also, they re-sign linebacker Kevin Minter, Minter on a, a one-year deal. He's a depth option. And then they re-sign their kicker, Ryan Suckup. He's with them for three years, $12 million, 6.25 guaranteed. I think it's an overpayment for a kicker, but you know how I am. Um, Suckup's been very good, very he's been, reliable. He's been a very good, reliable kicker. I agree with you there. Um, next up, we got the uh, Arizona Cardinals. We're moving on to the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals go out and then get A.J. Green. They they give him a, a one-year deal, $6 million. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm not it a big fan. It tells me that Larry's going to retire, but mm -hmm. maybe he doesn't. Because now you got A.J. Green, meh. Larry Fitz, well, meh. Fitz is currently sitting in free agency at the moment. Mm, no, he's still on the team. He's waiting to retire. Uh, I thought his deal expired. Mm -mm. Um, I think he has one more year left. They got A.J. Green over there, though. $6 million. I don't like the A.J. Green signing. I, no, I think, that's I think he's silly. Done. I think that's silly shit. I maybe he has a resurgence. I doubt it. But I'm having my doubts. But I don't think if, if Larry Fitz is staying, there's no, there's no reason to sign him. So that's why I think Larry Fitz might be done. Right. Um, tight well, end. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yep. I knew his deal expired there because the people have been calling for the Vikings to sign him. And I'm like, uh, what? Um, Tight end Daryl Daniels signs a one-year contract with the Cardinals. That's like just a depth signing. You can tell that's what it is. But the offensive tackle Kelvin Beecham resigns with the Cardinals. Two years, four million dollars. It's got two point oh seven five fully guaranteed. 
Good signing. They get him for cheap. It's smart. It's a smart play. Um, they get the offensive guard, Brian Winters, back on a one-year deal. Offensive lineman, Max Garcia, signs a one-year deal. But this one was the big one. The center, Rodney Hudson. Uh, the Cardinals went out and traded for Rodney Hudson with the Las Vegas Raiders. along And, and they, um, they get a seventh-round pick in return in exchange for a 2021 third-round selection. So they traded a third away. Uh, for for this pick for this player and and I think Rodney Hudson's one of the best centers in football. They, yes, they they didn't give up much much of anything for him. No, opinion. a third a third round selection for a high end center that you you're probably going to be able to resign on a long term deal. Hudson's one of the best players in football. He's one of the best centers. He's one of the best linemen in general. I like this. This is smart. And that now that Vegas Raiders offensive line that was so revered last year is just gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's gonna they're gonna see a completely different. Raiders look. Um, they do get the defensive end, J.J. Watt, two years, $31 million. That includes 23 guaranteed. We saw that trade a few weeks back. We talked about it a few a few weeks back. Uh, I said years, a few well, weeks back. It wasn't a trade because they had released him so he could move on. Yeah, and, but well, yeah, he got released and then they, they went and got him. J.J. Uh, Watt, I, I think this is smart on his end. He didn't want to have to uproot his family a whole lot. I think that was part of it. You know, you're going to stay mm-hmm. out west. You're going to stay in that kind of in that vicinity out by the Arizona, Texas, New Mexico area. But um, also, he gets a good deal, and I think it, they're going to wind up. They but here's the kicker: they've got a lot of defensive ends out there, and and so they're they're talking about moving him inside. I I love the uh, tweet that JJ Watt said about because because he's spent a lot of time trying to pick a team, mm-hmm. and be, people were tweeting him saying, "JJ, come on, just pick a team already, yep. just move on." And and, and his, he tweeted saying, "Oh, sorry, I I, I didn't. I'm not, I'm just I didn't realize that." Uh, where to move my entire family to was a uh, quick decision. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the big thing. I mean, uh, but it, this is a smart play. Um, Arizona's, Arizona's looking better looking... and better and better and better. They're, they're doing well, and and now that with the signings that they've been making this off season, the the signings that they make uh, have been making have been making some noise. Um, they go out and get Tanner Vallejo on a two year, four point one million dollar deal as a linebacker. That's smart. Here's a good one, and I think it's a little underrated. Cornerback Robert Alford, he signs on a one-year deal with them, resigns. Um, people thought he was going to be sent out the door. I thought it was just smart keeping him around. Robert Alford's a good corner. Oh, yeah. And then to fix up their, their defensive backs, because they did lose Patrick Peterson, they go and sign Malcolm Butler to a one-year contract worth up to $6 million. Um, I think Butler is one of those guys that he's a little overrated based on one play. I think a lot of people remember him as, hey, that's that young guy that went and picked off Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl in the end zone. And a lot of people look at him and say, oh, that's that guy. And people get excited about it. It's just the reality is is that I, I think Malcolm Butler's not as good as some people are making him out to be. Um, this is a fair contract for him, kind of a prove-it deal, kind of a make good, one year, six million, show me what you got. Um I think this is smart on the end of the the Arizona Cardinals because they're not paying him a bunch, but people shouldn't get too excited about Malcolm Butler. I think he's a little overrated. I I need to. He'll be a good corner for the price, mm-hmm. but he's not gonna. He, he's not this like top corner in the league that he once was, and he he really was no. never that guy anyway. No, he wasn't. And uh, the, then they made some special teams moves. They re-signed punter Andy Lee, who's one of the best punters in the league. Brilliant signing. And then I liked this one too. Matt Prater, he leaves the Lions and then he gets signed on a two-year deal worth $7 million. This one flew under my radar. I didn't even realize Matt Prater was going to be a free agent this year. I think that, I think there's a reason why Lions didn't resign him. Um, and this is where I'm at. I'm going to go your route with this one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't like how much they paid him. Really? He wasn't very good last year. 75%. And, and then he missed um, four extra points as well. Mm. I think um, Prater is still a very, very good kicker. Is kind of at that hill, at the top of the hill, though. Yeah, he's coming down. Um, he's, he's gonna. I, it's a good signing. I would have liked it to be closer to two. Right. Yeah. Um, and then another team that's been relatively quiet in free agency, uh, the L.A. Rams. Uh, the the Matt Stafford trade. Look, I like this trade. I think they st- uh, like for the player. I like what they got as a player. Because I think Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff. But they sold the farm. They did. They sold the farm for this. And and uh, they, is Matt Stafford going to do wonders for them? I think he will on that offense. I think he's going to be really good. But I think they really sold the farm. All those first rounders and the and second rounders. I like, and all that. I like this trade better as far as I'm making it even. Pull Jared Goff right out of it. Right. Um. What they, um everything else makes sense for Stafford. Yeah. Um. Only because of his age. Only because of his, mm-hmm. his age. Because I think um, Lions can and eventually will trade Jared Goff. I, I think that's uh, that's a pretty you know serious thing. I, I think that's that's definitely going to happen. Because Goff has value. That's Goff very, has it, trade value. It, it, he does. It's a very astute observation because I you really know that that Goff is going to wind up getting dumped out. Uh, you know, yeah, because the by the time Lions are ready, Goff's going to kind of be at the age where he's, where he's kind of. It's kind of too late. Not to mention, there's going to be a lot of cap savings associated mm-hmm. with it. So I, I I look at it and I go, okay, you know, you I think in the last year of his deal, they're probably going to send him out the door unless he does something incredible. He had kind of a down year last year, unless he shows everybody that he can do this, do something spectacular. You know, I'd like to um, say that the Lions. I, I agree with you. I think the Lions are going to send him out the door at some point. Uh, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Signs a one-year, $4.5 million deal. Max value of 6.25. I agree. Overpayment for a, a, an old receiver. He's over the hill. He's still and, fast. But may, maybe, maybe, this is the first time he's been on a team that has um two very good receivers. Yep, Cooper Maybe Cobb. being a number three guy is a good resurgence for him. I think there is a chance here, but ba- if you're paying him based on what he's done, it's an overpayment. They're going on a higher age situation. They They want to replace some of the pieces that they've lost. Um, they they lost quite a number of receivers in free agency over the course of the last two years. I think they needed a good number three. I think he works well as a good number three. I think they overpaid for him, but he's faster than hell. I think this is this is kind of a, a an overpayment, but still a productive player. I think he'll be productive as a number three. He hasn't had more than three hundred yards in the last three years. I think he'll be a productive number three in Sean McVay's system. Um, and last but not least, they they get Leonard Floyd. They sign him on a four year, sixty four million dollar deal. It includes thirty two and a half million uh, guaranteed at signing. The guaranteed money includes fourteen million dollar signing bonus, a two million dollar salary in two thousand twenty one, and a sixteen point five million dollar salary in twenty twenty two. It also includes fifteen point five million in twenty twenty three and sixteen in twenty twenty four. A lot of money there flying around for old Leonard Floyd. They brought the cap down this year. The cap hit for him down. This is a big signing. Which is the right call for being this year. Yep. But I like the signing as a whole. I think Leonard Floyd's a good, uh, one of the best linebackers in the league, and I think he's going to make a big difference for that for this team, particularly along with Aaron Donald on that. I, I, oh, he's going to love Donald soaking up those blocks. Oh, he's going to yeah. sneak right in. And... This this is smart. And, and the Rams had the number one defense last year. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. So now this defense has gotten better. They're going to have to find a way to make their offense better, though. That's that's going to be because they're going to need some, some uh, veteran presence on that line. 
Um, next up, you got the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Juszczyk, your boy. He resigns a five-year contract worth $27 million. This is a huge discount for another, a great player. And, and another big contract, too, for a fullback. So people look at that like, oh, they're, they're, they're paying a lot of money for a fullback. But Kyle Juszczyk's a different breed of fullback. Yeah. He's very, very good. He, he, he does more than your, your average fullback does. This guy's getting paid 5.35. You know, I mean, it's a that's, lot for a fullback. For, but, for a fullback, but I mean, for one of the best fullbacks in the league, he's probably the best, the best fullback. Now. Yeah, I, I, I like this signing honestly. Um, they went out and got Mohamed Sanu on a one-year deal, and uh, wide receiver Trent Sherfield on a one-year deal. Sanu's kind of de- coming down off the mountain there. He's he's on the back, but end. could be a good compliment on a team where he doesn't need to be the guy. Yeah, I think the guy over there to me is Debo Samuel. I still and then he's still he's got uh, uh, what's his name? So they still got Goodwin. Yeah, they still got Marquise Goodwin. Well, actually, I think Goodwin hit free agency. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. But um, and then they this is the big one that they did. They they re-signed Trent Williams. He was the best offensive tackle in football last year. They re-signed him to a six-year, hundred and thirty-eight million dollar contract. It's thirty-two point four million in year one. It's broken up in two parts: three years, sixty point seven five million to start with, with a three-year, seventy-seven point three one million dollar option that the 49ers can exercise by April first, twenty twenty-three. If it's exercised, Williams' twenty twenty-three pay bonus becomes mostly guaranteed. Huge deal gives the the Niners an out after three years if Trent Williams starts to to decline. Smart play by the Niners. They're getting a good offensive tackle. I know Trent Williams has had some injury stuff in the last couple of years, but he's proved to everybody that that's behind I him. I don't expect them to void those last three years. I expect him to play all six years. I think he's a very good offensive tackle and will will play there all six years. Williams has come out and said he wants to play till he's forty, which is which is completely reasonable for for an offensive lineman. Yep. So he's he's uh, ballsy there. They also uh, signed center Alex Mack, the former Falcon, to a one year five point five million dollar contract. Great signing. Uh, he's a good center. Protecting the Lamborghini. Yep, that's what they're doing. And if they are if they do go out and pick up a quarterback, which I think they're going to be doing, this could be smart. Um, they got uh, defensive tackle DJ Jones re-signed on a one-year deal. The defensive lineman Zach Kerr on a one-year contract. And then they get a linebacker, Samson Abukam. He goes and uh, signs a two-year, $12 million deal that has a max value of 13.5. Good signing. They needed to shore up that defense a little more. Um, and then they... They went out and got some corners situated. Uh, they signed a two-year contract up to $10.1 million with Emmanuel Mosley. You know, he's not the best corner out there, but he's a good number two corner, I think. And I think yeah. this is a smart signing. Um, and, and then Jason Verrett, too. He's staying on a one-year deal, including a $5.5 million base salary. If he reaches the Pro Bowl, it can become six point five. million. Verrett is one of those guys that if he's healthy, he's good. But Verrett hasn't been healthy. Correct. So, so that's that's the kicker. So Jason Verrett, I like this this signing as well. And then Kawan Williams resigns with the Niners on a one year, two point three million dollar deal. Who doesn't love Kawan Williams? Uh, good player. <laughs> he's a good player. And uh, this then they they shored up their safeties too. They resigned Jaquiski Tart. I, I think that's a Jaquiski is what they were calling him, but it's I think it's spelled Jaquiski. It's just a weird pronunciation. Uh, he resigns on a one year deal. He's one of the better safeties in this league. And Tavon Wilson signs a one year deal. They shore up that safety stuff. You gotta love what the Niners are doing here. I think they're setting themselves up for the future, and and I I think they're still keeping themselves in contention for that division with a very tough Seahawks team, who has has kind of run roughshod, and a very tough Arizona team that's on the rise. This is potentially one of the most competitive division in football right now. 
I think it's I think it's this one and, and it's the AFC North. Right yeah, because yep. Bengals are are not going to be the same Bengals. Mm-hmm. They were showed sh- shades of that last year because um they were losing games much like Chargers. They were losing games by very little, but they were being competitive. Mm-hmm. And next up, you got last but not least the Seattle Seahawks. They re-signed Chris Carson on a two-year, fourteen point six million dollar deal. I don't like it. I think Chris Carson has been injury prone. He uh, missed parts of last year and the year before that. I, I just eh. Mm. It's a good. It's, it's a it's a underpayment for him. He's mm. he's a very very good running back. He's one of the best averages in the league. I I, I like this. I, I'm I'm still iffy on it. I'm not sure if he can stay healthy. I'm loving it, but but he's got to stay healthy. Uh, tight end Gerald Everett. He signs a one year deal up to seven million, including six million in guarantees. They needed a tight end. Gerald Everett was the number two tight end with L.A. last year with the Rams. He comes into the Seahawks. Do you think he picks up the number one tight end role? He probably does, but Seattle doesn't know how to use tight ends. So yeah, they, it's it's debatable. I mean, they they're uh, rough around the edges with the tight end situation. Uh, they go out and they pick up the offensive guard Gabe Jackson. He's acquired in a trade with the Raiders for a 2021 fifth round pick. Gabe Jackson was a good offensive mm-hmm. guard last year, and he's been a good offensive guard for a minute. They didn't really trade much to get him. The Raiders keep collecting draft picks. This was a smart signing on on the end of the Seahawks. Um, it's a good trade. They also went and re-signed uh, Ethan Pachik. And Jordan Simmons and Cedric Agbui, I think is his last name. That's getting how you some pronounce good it. Depth. So they're getting some depth, guys. Pachik's deal was a one-year, $3 million contract. The other ones weren't disclosed. This is their big signing here, though. They went out and get defensive end Carlos yeah, they re- Dunlap. They brought him back in. They, there was a lot of talk that he was, was going to be on a new team, but he ended up staying. Yeah. Two years, 16.6, 8.5 million guaranteed. So half of it's guaranteed, basically. This is a good signing. Dunlap's a good player. He played well last season. I like this a lot. I'm I'm really big on this signing. Um, a lot of teams were looking at Dunlap. Yes, they were. A lot of teams were, and, and he ultimately winds up going back to the Seahawks. Uh, they get the defensive end, Benson Mayoa. They re-sign him on a two-year deal with a max value of 8.8. Um, always he's been a good player. Is he is he like a star? No, but he's he's a good player. He'll, he's been a, a staple on that defense, per se. Uh, defensive tackle Kerry Hyder, he signs a three-point deal, uh, three-year deal for sixteen point five million, with a chance to make seventeen point half, seventeen and a half million. God, I'm having some trouble with that one. <laughs> so three-year deal, sixteen and a half million, chance to make seventeen and a half. Kerry Hyder, um, he's been a good defensive tackle for them for a while, or for, in the league rather for a while, and he's going to be a really good defensive tackle for them this upcoming season. Yep, I agree. Uh, this is a solid, solid signing, Kerry Hyder, and he's. People don't really look at him a whole lot. You don't hear his name a whole it's lot. It's good value, too. Yeah, it's good value for him. 16 and a half for that? Absolutely. Um, they signed the defensive tackle Al Woods, $3 million deal that includes 750 k with a signing bonus. It's a depth move, but I like it. This one isn't talked about enough. The nose tackle, Puna Ford. He resigns on a two-year deal up to $14 million with incentives. I like Puna Ford a lot. He's a good nose tackle. He's a big bitch. He is big. And, uh, I mean, you can get $14 million, so you're getting it for seven a year. I like this signing a lot. Um, Puna Ford is outstanding. They're going to be just plugging up the middle of that line, stopping the run. Love this signing for the Seahawks, anyway. Love this signing for them. Um, I'm with you. And then the last one, cornerback Akella Witherspoon. He signs a one-year $4 million deal that's fully guaranteed. Witherspoon's been a good corner. Um, he, he hasn't, I, I don't know if he's a number one, but to me, Witherspoon is sitting around that number two realm, maybe of a, a high end number three, low two, high three kind of realm for a corner. 
but I think he's a really good player. Solid corner signing for them, but I don't think he's going to be able to fill the shoes of Shaq Barrett. They're going to have to go out and find themselves a new number one corner, whether it's in the draft. I think it'll be in the draft. Yeah, or or and, and I think that's where they're going to go. But we got to remember they've got a lower-end draft pick here, so they're going to have to find a value corner, and there's going to be some tough ones. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is our NFC um, and, and our, our entire free agency recap yep. here. So we, we've gone through free agency. For the next couple of weeks, we'll be doing um, draft uh, draft stuff. Yep, it'll be the pre-draft, just kind of talking yep. about what's going on with where things are headed. Pre-draft, we got some new, we'll have some news around the league, so that'll be fun. Um, and I wanted to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors at It's Your Time Massage. Tyler, have you gotten a massage yet? I haven't. You need busy. to get a massage, Tyler. I know you're wrapped up with the kid now, but you got to get a massage. Maybe get your old lady a massage, too. She needs one, too. Y'all been killing yourselves. <laughs> so um, It's Your Time Massage. You can check out. Uh, Amanda's a wonderful massage therapist. You can check her out at IYTMassage.com, or you can check her out on Facebook at It's Your Time Massage. And, uh, you know, get yourself a massage. Get yourself relaxed and chilled out for a little while. She's wonderful at what she does. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to the boys over at uh, Face Kicked Apparel. Um, at facekickedapparel.com, you can get yourself T-shirts, anything you can think of, hats, masks. He does scarves. He does everything. Socks, pants, hoodies, anything you can think of. Sean Stockmeyer is the man over there at uh, facekickedapparel.com for all of your clo- custom clothing needs. And uh, Tyler, I think that's that's all we got, right? Well, I do have a little bit of. We have breaking news. We have breaking news. I have some little odds and ends here for you. Oh boy! I'll start with the little stuff. We have breaking news. Um, Urban Meyer is telling people it's like Trevor Lawrence is the direction that we are headed. Okay. So that's kind of just kind of confirmation. Yep. yep. The Patriots are not going for Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. That's that. Those reports have been debunked. debunked. Okay. And a lot of news in the NFL schedule. We had assumed this was going to be the case, mm-hmm. but it's been confirmed that this year they will be going for the 17th game. 17 games. Yeah, more football. Um, so there's 17 games. So each team's got an odd number, so that, that adds a home game for some for for half, but not all. Mm-hmm. So what are they gonna? What they're gonna do? So the the extra game is gonna be. So we all know how the schedule kind of gets put together. Um, it's it, it's not it's not random. Teams don't get don't get gifted easy schedules. It, it, they, right. You can look at the schedule ten years out. Mostly, you get the right. three that change, but well, yeah. two that change, but now it'll be a third game that changes. This extra game will be a interconference game. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, uh, and the, the, the of the divisions that you don't play, the three they they pick someone that 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 finished in your right where you finished. Okay. If you're first, you get, you get first, and it, and it alternates every year. It kind of cycles. Okay. Um, the big reason they're going to push this is because um this year if they were to do it this year you, you'd get Kansas City Green Bay and I think they know it's a big money game. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna they're pushing to make sure they can get this year so they can get that Kansas City Green Bay game. Oh boy! So for this this year to start it. Wait, if it's going to be in, oh it's going to be oh interconference yeah. so it's going to be yep. okay, not interconference interconference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So how they're going to do that with the home games is this year will be year one, AFC across the board gets the home game. Oh boy! The next year, NFC gets the home game. Okay. So instead of doing like a complete alternate, they're they're full on going. Okay. So what's it going to be? So odd years, the AFC gets, will get the home game, and even years, the NFC with the home game. Okay. Well, it's, it's not bad doing it that way. Yeah, I guess. I, I I mean, I would rather it be split fifteen and fifteen, or yeah. sixteen and sixteen rather. But for know. it'd be eight and eight, wouldn't it? Well, no, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, eight yeah. and eight. So I mean, but yeah. but I do have one last thing. Oh God. 
Got some Sam Darnold news. Oh, jeez. Um, it's not much, but uh, I just, I just want to add that sound effect in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jets are saying that they're not committed to getting to letting Darnold go, even if they draft a quarterback with the, with the number three overall pick. Wow. They're not committed to getting rid of Darnold. I'd be focused on trading him at that point, to be honest. If you're not going to start him, you should, because there are teams that he still has value. They're going to take, you know, uh, probably Zach Wilson from BYU is what it's looking like. That's what the all indications are looking at. It's not looking like Fields. Fields' stock is drop, dropping at this point. All indications say Zach Wilson. If you're going to pick up Zach Wilson from BYU, start Zach Wilson. If you think he's the better quarterback, just start him. Doesn't make any sense. I think maybe they have Donald start this year and just have the new guy sit for a year. I I, I dig the sit, having people sit. I, I dig I, like have, it. I dig the sitting and, and kind of you know you know putting one in the hopper there and, and kind of hoping for the best. But it's like come on, you know like I I like it, but at the same time I, I just I think they're going to be able to get better value for Darnold now if they trade Darnold now. Agreed. You know, so well that's all we got, and uh, we had some breaking news there right at the end there. So I hope you all enjoyed that. And uh, 17 games, Tyler, up top. I like it. Up top. Yep, there we go. And uh, we're going to be jumping in. So next show, we're going pre-draft. And uh, just before the draft, like I said before, so here's how this is going to work. We're going to do our three-round mocks. I'm not going to do a full seven because that was a nightmare. You remember when I did that. (laughs) I had to do it at least once. And I I did that seven round, and it just killed me. So we're going to go ahead and do the three-round mock. And when we do the three-round mocks, we'll, we'll knock out and see see what all these teams are what we believe these teams are doing you'll do one i'll do one we'll post them both on the facebook page and we'll talk about our first round maybe our second round and our third round if we get enough time right here on the show but we'll definitely go through our first well round. we won't be able to because in two weeks that's going to be that's going to be before we actually get our, our mocks done that'll be the draft prep and we won't be doing another show until the draft review to the draft review so yep. so we want you to be able to talk about our mocks they'll be on Facebook and, okay. but we'll talk about our hits on the on the review show okay well we'll do it on the review show then that way we can talk about the hits and misses and see where guys go and whatever the case may be see what we've predicted and just see how it it'll be like write that down <laughs> so we'll yes. we'll do that so uh, we'll get those posted up on there those will be coming just before the draft, though. We know how we, we wait till the very last minute to do those, the last two we'll days. Probably before, post Thursday afternoon. Yeah, we, we do them, I mean, start them two days before draft day, and we just start trucking. So we'll, we'll get those up on the Facebook page, so you can all just check that out. We'll be back um, in a couple weeks here with some uh, draft stuff, some news, and we'll, we'll get down to business. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time right here on the Outside Blitz. Join us soon on the Outside Blitz, and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz, and feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com.